Welcome to Fresh Face Comics, the comic book podcast where a lifelong comic book reader guides his friend through the world of comics for the first time. My name is Joey Morgan, the aforementioned lifelong reader. With me as always is Jacob Licklider, the aforementioned newbie. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. You beautiful bastard. Um, and joining us today to continue our Stanley and Steve Ditko Spider-Man reading is the one and only Kira. I, should I use your full name? Just Kira? What are we going with? Yeah, never... no, you can go with your full name. All right, uh, Kira C. Scott. Hello. Hello, Sam Raimi quote. Um, hello, hello, <laughs> hello, Sam Raimi quote. Kira, I'm so happy to have you back on the podcast finally. Yeah, it's been over a year. You were our first ever guest on the podcast, so yeah, it's um, it's it's pretty Heck great. Yeah, yeah. How's yeah. It? <laughs> it's 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 been a while. It's been a long. We're, we're coming yeah. coming up on two years of the podcast soon. Yeah, so, yeah. literally one more episode, and then we'll have reached two years. Yeah, it's. It's insane to see how like far y'all have gotten with this. Seriously. And because I remember like two or so years ago, Jacob was like, "You will have to hold my family hostage if you will if like you want me to read any comic." And now y'all are reading <laughs> the comic. Like so true, so true. And also, I just think it's really funny that for some reason, you, the only two writers that you have chosen to be a guest on for are Frank Miller and Stan Lee up to this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but here we are. But here we are. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, we're talking about the second volume of Stan Lee and Steve Ditko's The Amazing Spider-Man uh, covering issues 11 through 19 and the very first annual um if it can be called an annual um i mean so, that's what's on the cover that's what's yeah. on the cover yeah yeah um all right so jacob uh what is the second volume of stanley and steve ditko spider-man about so picture this it's 1964 i think uh Probably yeah 64 yeah that, that, that's right yeah and uh stan has realized well shit this spider-man book is taking off and we haven't actually g- done any decent continuity from issue to issue outside of <laughs> one returning villain and a couple of poorly defined characters. So this entire volume is a lot of groundwork being laid. Yeah. Actual yeah. characterization. Mm-hmm. A Whereas, very important Spider-Man character gets a couple of big mentions here. Yeah. Uh, uh, and whereas like with volume one, like, you got the origin of the character, and but like outside of that, I feel like the only thing you're really laying the groundwork of with Spider-Man, and it's a pretty big part of Spider-Man, is, is his, his iconic rogues gallery. Um, but here, not only are we expanding on that rogues gallery, giving that rogues gallery more depth um, by having sequel stories for, for some of these characters, um, but yeah, we're, we're mostly expanding upon uh, our supporting cast here throughout the second volume, and it's really, really nice. As well as, uh, hey, guys, welcome to Marvel Comics. We have other characters. Oh, Would my you God. please buy the books with all <laughs> these other characters? I mean, hey, to be fair, at the time, you could walk into a you could walk up to a newsstand or a comic book shop and with like a dollar and you could buy all of those books that they're advertising. Oh, for. yeah. So so like that's true, that's true. But like a kid's pocket money for for like a month might not even be 50 cents yeah oh yeah but like but like this is the thing right so i was talking to jacob about this in private when we were discussing like a little cameo that happens in like a singular issue not like the big annual but like we were talking Mm -hmm. about it and i was like you can usually tell who stan lee's favorite character is that he's writing at the time by how many characters appear in that in their book or how many times they appear in other people's books 
like True. yeah spider-man there's so many fucking characters and like <laughs> like god it's it's been like a year like, yeah the very his very first like full issue that that he has to himself of his own like spider-man title that isn't amazing fantasy has the entire fantastic four in it like yeah. jesus christ it's fucking ridiculous yeah and like i think we had fantastic four appearances at least human torch appearances in like half of the issues last time oh like at least it's half yeah it's, uh, it's fucking oh, oh, ridiculous the human torch, i cannot wait to see what you like how you both react to like what they do between like peter and the human torch like way later on if anything mm, yeah. I, I was there uh, what they do with them but like it, it may as well be gay it's great i love it i love them both. <laughs> i mean i think that comment actually brings us to a twitter question it uh, does it does uh you know what actually let's let's get into twitter questions yeah. uh thank you for the transition jacob um our first twitter question comes from uh kian at kian the quark says is there any homoerotic tension between spider-man and the human torch this yes time? yeah actually the kind of is always every day every time they meet each other it's so here's fucking the thing, here's the thing it wasn't there in volume one but by volume two yeah, by the end of it yeah there's especially little... oh yeah especially towards the end yeah and like oh, you can't... know you know stan lee does not realize he's doing it like... yeah <laughs> I, I desperately hope that y'all eventually cover the Clone Saga because there is an entire issue dedicated to both of them. Oh, we, you, you would be the you would be the second person ever to uh, to request that from us. Um, but see, I, actually, no. that, per- that perfectly transitions us into another question we got. Uh, not our Twitter questions, uh, but from Discord, our friend Andrew famed clone saga guest himself he will be um, on every clone saga episode guest. <laughs> like uh says uh, i personally feel the doc ock story from the start of this volume stands out it's what i think of when i think of very early spider-man what did you both think of it well obviously we'll get into full thoughts with uh, our spoiler discussion but jacob actually um any non-spoilery thoughts on those I, first I can two say issues? it's the first it's the uh, spitting for the first like two issue story it feels like it kind of deserves the two issues. There's still, you know, way too much dialogue because it's a Stan Lee 60s Spider-Man comic. Yeah. Um, but, like, no, that was a real highlight. And it had it, some interesting things. It's so funny because I, I was rereading our, um, our, our next issue, our next volume for the next episode, uh, which I'm very much enjoying, and I can't wait to reveal at the end of this episode. Um, but there's an introduction by the writer of said volume at the start of it, uh, and and they're criticizing their own work. They're like, oh man, we're so wordy in these early issues. I'm like, dude, I just came off of reading 20 issues of Stanley and Steve Ditko's Spider-Man. You do not know the meaning of the word wordy. wordy? Uh, so, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just really funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just love that. Yeah, um, there's, there's something about Stan's work, right? Where, like, it doesn't matter which like series you're reading if you read one issue planning to read more afterwards you feel like you've read like half a novel here and you're you don't like, understand oh. you don't understand so i was actually running running because of some personal stuff happening this week for me i was running behind 
yeah. in terms of reading. Oh, yesterday, no. I had to read four issues. <laughs> I I was was it yesterday that I messaged you about it, or yeah. was the day before? Yeah. I, I was like I was like, man, I just realized like you're so far behind. You have to marathon like like four Stanley Spider-Man issues in a row tonight, and uh, and you were like, oh yeah, I'm 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 well aware. <laughs> well, and, well, uh, jokes on you, Bucko. I've I I didn't read them in preparation for this. I read them like four weeks ago. Like and I'm currently in a break to read Star Wars. I remember all of this, and I read it way before I was brought on for this shit. Get fucked. So true. So true. true. Um, let's see. Back to our Twitter questions. Um, let's see. Let's go from uh, our friend Rules Panda at Joey can read this. My favorite Twitter user ever. Um, says I'm a. Uh, <laughs> I have not to say. I'm just happy to be here. Hello. He 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 he. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. At Joey can read this. Um, he also tweeted at us. Uh, can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there. There goes that Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I can't help but agree. Um, yeah. Yes. 90s theme song better. <laughs> I'm Brian uh, Korg. Don't tell him I said that. He'll never, um, he'll never listen to this. I don't tell him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's not going to know. Yeah, we're good. We're safe. Know. Um, our friend Jamie at Jamie underscore season seven says, why aren't more annuals just extended ads for comics? <laughs> um, oh man, that is the question. I feel like because more other writers, even when they know they're just writing an annual to sell books, um, I feel like most writers have more integrity than Stan Lee. Um, Unless, of course, it's a, it's a DC annual from the early 90s and they're doing one of those annual events. Because those mm, annual yeah. events are basically just extended ads for other comics. You cannot escape the zero hour. <laughs> or Bloodlines. Um, or Bloodlines. Ah, see, Bloodlines is iconic for completely irrelevant to this conversation reasons. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Actually, you know, no, it's on Fresh Face Comics. It, it, it's totally irrelevant. <laughs> it's relevant. Why haven't we brought up Bloodlines in every single episode of this podcast? <laughs> because uh, we're terrible hosts. I guess so. I guess so. Our next set of questions come from our friend Mason at the GD two fifty six. First question says: favorite and least favorite Spider Man villain. Uh, let's, let's start off with Kira. Yeah. Oh my! My absolute favorite Spider Man villain is Doc Ock. I fucking love him. He's fucking well, amazing. Nice. Superior Spider Man, probably one of my favorite non like mainline Spider Man runs ever. I fucking love it. Very controversial opinion. I don't care. I'm gay. I'm controversial. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but my least favorite. Oh Jesus! Probably just for her bits in Spider Man PS4. Oh fuck! What's her name? Ah, uh, I, I don't remember her name. But Mason, if if you're listening to this, just look her up. Look her up, and you'll know who I'm talking about. Look up that bitch from Spider-Man PS4 with all the <laughs> QR codes to take a picture of. She sucks. I hate her, and I hope she dies. Okay, then. Um, I have no idea. Neither of us have. I have, not, I have not played all of Spider-Man PS4, so I, I, I'm not sure I know who you're talking about, actually. I'll send a picture of her in a bit. Actually, wait. Let me look her up. I'll, I'll, I'll say it once I look it up. You guys continue. Okay. While you're working on that, Jacob. Uh I mean, I kind of have to agree with Kira from the limited sample size that I've read. We do love Doc, Doc Ock. Doc Ock is the standout villain. He's a, um, he's a man. In a close second, the lizard, because oh, they're the two the villains with the most compelling characters. Love, um, love the lizard. Yes. Uh, least favorite? Uh, I'm going to say the Enforcers. Come on. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no other option for you like, at this point, Jake. Like, <laughs> 
it's got to be the enforcers um which is it probably my uh, uh my opinion as well uh least favorite enforcers favorite is either lizard uh, i have always been a green goblin fan all my entire life but though that may be entirely willem defoe's fault so that, i mean that's fair willem defoe is great yeah yeah i remember her um, name her name is screwball i hope she dies <laughs> All right, then. I'm glad I don't know slash remember who that is. So uh, there's that. Um, cool. Mason's cool. second question reads, do you think that Spider-Man, as you read him in this comic, is the version that people fall in love with? Or do you think that that, that comes later? That is a resounding no, Mason. Yeah, <laughs> a, res- no. a resounding no. no. Um, he's, he's slowly getting there. He's Joey, slowly getting there. I think I think Joey will agree with me here since like you've read into that era um but like and i'm not gonna like really spoil anything for jacob but like it's it's like when he really starts to become that version of the character proper is like the college era the college era is is when lee actually decides to do something new with the character um and mm-hmm. also just gives peter actual friends which is really nice um yeah it's a it, it's a big turning point for the character um this early stuff not so much. Um, I, I'd argue we're still getting there. I'd argue the big issue is oddly enough the soap opera problem with comics. Comics being one big soap opera, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so a soap opera in the 1960s would usually run like one episode a day, five days a week, and you'd maybe get a big plot point once every two weeks or so. Yeah, and it feels. Kind of like that's what's happening here, yeah. But instead of once every two weeks, it's once every three to four issues, so yeah. three to four months, which yeah. is yeah. So, like, part of the reason why I personally feel like that's the case where, like, the college era is where things tend to get like where, where, where like the modern version of Spider Man that everybody knows of is like, like, takes form is. Two, there are two reasons. One, I, at least later on, from my own personal experience, Stan stops writing a full-length novella every time he writes a comic. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. other one is, I personally, um, I personally don't like Steve Ditko's artwork, but I get why people like it. I think that Ramita Sr. is the reason why people remember what he looks like. You don't. Um, Absolutely. That, like, like that, like the art style really plays into it. And the early art style, even though I don't like it, I can recognize why people like it. It's a bit less friendly, I guess. And mm-hmm. so, when you look at like when you look at like the Ramita Senior stuff, you're like, oh, this looks a lot more like how he looks in everything else afterwards, in every yeah. animation, and every yeah. every movie. And totally. and on Steve Ditko's style is Ditko does doesn't do a good job whenever he has to draw someone that he did not design. Like, yeah. he also doesn't do a good job when he draws women because if you look at oh Peter and all God. the other like oh they're all the same they, they don't all look the same you look at like look at like Liz Allen and Betty Brant and tell me those aren't the same women with different fucking hair like, yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that's also yeah. basically how they're characterized kind of true yeah, well, true Betty has a little bit more well, depth so yeah fine, fine, fine. <laughs> Liz has the depth of a puddle Betty has the depth of a slightly deeper puddle. True, true. <laughs> it's not I think great. we can all agree though, that, the best, that the best written person in the entire series is indeed Flash Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Mason's third question, and I'm so excited for our answers to this. I'm gonna I'm, first of all before I read this off, I'm gonna restrict this to just this volume. She's 11 through 19, and the first annual. Mason's third question is most baffling creative decision so far. <laughs> oh lord! I, th- I think it's got to be the decision to make a 72-page annual an advertisement for the rest of Marvel Comics. Yeah. Okay, so for me, it's also the annual, but it's the bit where, like, Doc Ock is like, I made this fishbowl because I am an octopus. <laughs> oh my god, that or... I, see, I don't want to spoil too much, actually. I mean, I guess... I'll say I'll say this. The reason... Or sorry, the way Doc Ock comes up with for the Sinister Six to attack Spider-Man. I'll say that. We'll get into it with spoilers, yeah! but I find that fucking hilarious. So yeah, we'll we'll get into that when we get into spoilers. But holy shit, I love that so much. Um, Jacob, any different Smartest answers from those? I mean, I would also, I would also, I mean, I can't, I'll give an honorable mention. It is issue number 14. Um, oh, oh, just the plot of issue 14. The, the, the plot, and specifically <laughs> the weird direction the plot decides to go in. Yes, because Stan Lee it, wants it. to bring in a, another Marvel character. Yep. <laughs> Oh yeah. Man. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It's so, uh, so strange. I'll, you know what? I, I actually have a little spiel to get into when we get to that issue. I oh, might I'm be so wrong excited. on it. I hope, I hope Joey, I hope when we do uh in at the end of, 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 of October, when we do the updated rankings for characters, every Marvel character needs to show up, Joey. No, okay, I I, I will say this. Not every character that's in the annual is showing up. But the characters that have specific guest appearances in this volume are showing up. Okay, good. So, so, mean, like, I'm, so like, I'm including Daredevil, I'm including Hulk, but I'm not including, say, Doctor Strange. You know? So, if okay. that makes sense. Well, I'm sure you will be, there may be some other characters who... Because I, I will say, for that, we do have the next episode. Uh, well, yeah. Before yeah, exactly. October. So, there'll be whatever characters show up in that as well. Um, yeah, yeah. But. So, um, Mason's last question and our final Twitter question before we get into spoilers is give me your Spider-Man movie hot takes, uh, movie yeah. hot takes, uh, which my, my big one is, is just the Andrew Garfield films are fucking phenomenal. Um, that, that's my big one. Every, I love everything about them so much. Uh, um, if it weren't for the Spider-Verse films, they'd be the best Spider-Man ad- adapted content ever. So. My hot take is that Willem Dafoe gave a better performance in No Way Home than he did in, in the first Spider-Man, and that's not because he gave a bad performance in the first Spider-Man, it's just because he went ham in No Way Home. Valid, valid. I think I do prefer his performance in Spider-Man 1, but that's valid. Uh, my hot take is that Across the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie. Uh, I think Into the Spider-Verse edges it out just a little bit more for me, but uh, uh, Across is, is right oh. My favorite Spider-Man movie of all time is either The Amazing Spider-Man or Spider-Man 2002. See, I also adore The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I, I, I love it. The Amazing Spider-Man 2, but like, my ranking of Spider-Man is actually probably my hot take. Give me a second. It's Oh, by all means. Spider-Man 2002 and The Amazing Spider-Man um, tied for number one. Um, across the Spider-Verse. Then it's The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Fine. Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Um, into the Spider Verse, Spider Man Three, and then the 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 Home trilogy from Homecoming, then No Way Home, then Far From Home. Oh, is Homecoming your favorite? Oh yeah, I love Homecoming. It's it, like a lot of people. I, say, so oh. 
that see so no way home is 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 great um i i do not love the first two they're like they're kind of okay they're they're slightly above average films i don't know they're all right i guess for me it's that that movie really does go into that whole like they made peter sort of like iron man sidekick in civil war and then they were immediately like no he's an independent hero my only problem with that movie is i think homecoming is made retroactively worse by every other movie he's in afterwards because of yeah. like yeah because, because because like the end of that movie is like oh i'm like tony made you this iron spider suit so that you can so that you can like be better at your job and he goes no what the fuck i just went through an arc and then at the beginning of infinity war he's like okay that's mine now and then like for the rest of the time he's in the mcu up until like the very beginning of no not not even the very beginning like the middle of no way home he has that suit it pisses me off that's valid yeah i haven't actually seen any of the tom holland ones we we shall we yeah, shall no. watch those someday for this podcast. Yes, yes. My, my hot take is that there are like four four or five better Spider Man movies than Spider Man Two, and I love that movie. But Ooh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Epic, epic. Where, where do you where do you put Morbius in that ranking? Um, I've never <laughs> seen it. And I never will. I think you should watch it. I think it's fucking hilarious. I'll, I'll only say, Joey, it. we need to include Morbius whenever we get to that one issue that Morbius first appears in. Absolutely. I'll, Absolutely. Only, I'll only watch it if you make the entirety of everyone at the novel adaptation server voice chat watch it for an episode. And like now, have I, all of us. I would, I, I, hey, we, we're coming up with ideas for, for commentaries for the channel after, after yeah. the success of Steel. So, yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, fucking, let's fucking go for it. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, that does our, our non-spoiler section. Um, we're, gonna, we're about to jump into spoilers. As always, um, if you don't want to listen to spoilers or whatever, that's fine. But also, if you want to find out what next episode is, be sure to just jump to the end of the episode. Find out what our next episode is. I'm very excited about it. Um, we have eight more Marvel also, episodes like to go. Years, it's your fault. What's up? <laughs> I said also, it's been like 60 years. It's your fault. Valid. Valid. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, uh, yeah, we have eight more Marvel episodes left in this Marvel block, and they're jumping back to some DC stuff. Um, but yeah, lots of Marvel stuff to look forward to in the future. Uh, as always, our socials and links to these books will be down in the description below. Be sure to check that all out. And let's get into spoilers, shall we? Let's get into spoilers. Hell let's yeah. get into spoilers. All right. Oh, man. Okay. So, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man number 11. 11. All right. Um, Turning point. Turning even I, even, St- even Stan Lee knows he's he's finally doing something. <laughs> Good issue. Good issue. Also, oh also, <laughs> this is one of the first times where it seems to always happen whenever Rosen is doing the lettering, and just the best descriptions for writer and artists. Like, oh, I'm lettered by this guy. By this guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, none but Stanley could have written this epic tale, and none but Steve Ditko could have drawn such gripping scenes, lettered by S. Rosen. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <for real. laughs> it's always iconic. There's, I love it. <laughs> there's a bit in a in a later issue that's really like that. I think where where um where where Steve uh, Steve where Stan where Stan. It's really shitty of him to do, but it's kind of funny where he goes. Um, Steve was compla- Steve was complaining that he doesn't get top billing, so instead of paying him, we just gave him top billing. This is- <laughs> oh my god, I adore it. Yeah, like <laughs> actually, he does that almost word for word. That's so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, uh, here we go—the return of Doctor Octopus. Jumping right into it. Um, 
So of course, because you know, I because I, we have to, we we recap uh, uh, Spider Man number three. You know, telling everyone what what Doc Ock is all about um, and, and wh- what's his deal. Yeah. Um, so it turns out um, Doc Ock in prison for whatever reason he's been improving his 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 mechanical arms. Yes. Um, (laughs) yeah, and, and Doc Ock is going to be released. He's going to be released. And I always love, however they draw Doc Ock whenever they have to put him in normal clothes. He just looks so fucking funny, no matter what they do. It's, (laughs) I love the way they draw his face in early issues. It's like, (laughs) Yeah, I, the way he smiles makes him look like makes him look like a fucking plant that's like collapsed in on itself. It's so funny, like like so like, like, a, like a vegetable, like a vegetable <laughs> plant that's like collapsed in on itself. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, well, but we have Hawkins. Peter. We have Peter going as Spider Man to intimidate the prison warden to try to make Doc Ock stay in prison. Uh, once base, again, base, Peter, base, Peter Parker is a dick. <laughs> no, no, uh, base A-cab. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's true. Valid. Valid. Um, but as Peter is, is watching this all happen, Doc Ock is released, and uh, and uh, he he meets up with Betty Brandt in a car. Um, Spider-Man watches them them drive away together, and, uh, and he throws a, a tracking device, a tracking a, spider. A, a spider onto. tracker that he just... He just makes. He just once makes. Again, once again, I... Peter Why is wasting. Peter is Why wasting his time being poor? a superhero. Like if he's really looking for money, just sell this shit, man. Like... I fucking love the spider tracers. They're so fucking cool. Like they're, they're yeah. dumb, but I fucking love them. Like yeah. I wish they could in movies and shit. <laughs> well, um... it, it also gets funnier because the car goes off. And mind you, he has a tracker on this car now, so he should be able to just follow where the tracker goes. Mm-hmm. Except, no. Instead, the plot point is a map of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania flings from the car, and Peter finds it. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so, like, I want y'all, if, if I'm going to be able to remember that valid, but, like, if anybody, like, in the comments on like the youtube version of this video like remembers and i and like remembers properly and i'm getting this wrong let me know there's this really weird focus on peter's spider sense with stuff like the spider tracers and a lot of his gadgets where he and, and like a lot of his abilities are like people can communicate to him through his spider sense somehow in these early issues and that never fucking happens again or like like the spider tracers, he's like, I have this device that is tuned to the wave, like my spider, my spider senses on. I can instinctually follow this. Like, what the fuck does that mean, Peter? <laughs> what does that mean? What the hell are you talking nothing, about? I think you just have to accept that nothing but early Spider-Man makes sense and just kind of go with it. Um, I like to think that Stan thought he had like a like a scientific advisor or something on board, and it was just like this coke addict he found on the side of like of like a main Manhattan Boulevard or something. Like, mm-hmm. like this who acted like he knew what he was talking about. No, no, his scientific advisors were Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. True. <laughs> that, hey, 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 Jack Kirby. I, I would trust Jack Kirby if, with that shit at least. But uh, but anyway, uh, we we go over to uh, this attorney meeting with a 
a criminal named Blackie, which... <laughs> Look, I mean, the character isn't isn't black, so there's that, I guess. He's just called Blackie for some He's reason. He's just called Blackie, which... Yeah, it's really... It's, it's, it's such a legit name. Oh my god. But, uh, but the attorney that's meeting with, with Blackie is none other than, than Betty Brandt's uh, brother. Um, Bennett Brandt. Yes. Um, which fucking... I love the alliteration. Um, all good comic book characters have to have uh, alliteration wait, wait, names. Wait. Do y'all know why that's the case, actually? <laughs> Uh, or, or with the, the alliteration thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I know the actual reason. No. Oh, Stan said that it was because he had shit memory, and so because it was alliterative, it made him re- it made him remember the characters' names. Funnily enough, he forgot that Bruce's he name forgot, was Bruce. Yeah, he forgot. The- well, see, that's also like a thing that that like that happens though, like even way before the era of Stan Lee comics. Like that, it happens in early DC with like Lois Lane, oh, yeah, like, Lex Luthor, Clark Kent. Yeah, it's uh, it's and everywhere. But all the LL names for for DC. Yeah, well, specifically in Superman comics, it's Lo- Lois Lane, Lana Lang, Lex Luthor. It's it's fucking Lori Lamaris, the Mermaid. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's in Jimmy Olsen, famously in a in alliterative name. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey. He was created for radio, I think. Yeah, I, yes, he was. You see, I don't care, Jacob. I'm a comic book fan. I don't listen to radio. So true. But yeah, um, this um this gangster's full name is Blackie Gaxton. Yes, which is a beautiful name, um, but yeah. Uh, so, so Doc Ock is uh, is forcing Betty and her brother to to work with Blackie, and um, he bitch and... slaps Bennett Brandt in yes a hilarious panel. Yes, um, it's so funny. And then, and... and then I'm I'm convinced for this one panel of of, of Betty and Bennett. What happened is Steve Ditko saw the ending of Casablanca. Mm, and and decided to redraw it with siblings. Yeah, yeah, re- redraw Humphrey <laughs> Bogart and Ingrid Bergman from uh, Casablanca here. Yeah, uh, that, that's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, anyway, yeah, so this is all happening. Uh, uh, meanwhile, uh, Peter is going, to, uh, Peter is, is uh, convincing Aunt May for, that he has to go to Philadelphia. So he does. Um, Spider Man, of course, he catches back up with Betty and. Um, and he's he, this whole time. There's Peter wanting to like tell Betty that he's Spider-Man. Um, he keeps uh, keeps trying to like find a way to do that um, to no avail, of course, because you know if, if things keep getting in the way. Uh, right now, specifically, Doc Ock is um, breaking Blackie out, Blackie Gaxton out of prison. Um, I hate and, his uh, last name so much. So- oh my god, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he breaks out. Of- <laughs> he breaks them out of prison and uh and uh spider-man begins going after them um while uh betty and bennett uh meet up with some of uh blackie and i hate i hate saying blackie um <laughs> meet up with some of his and uh doc ox men um, on a ship on a ship because of course um you know as all good cr- uh, criminal meetings happen um on a, on a ship that they're going to like I think don't say that word. Don't say the word ship on 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 the internet. Holy shit! Don't do that. What? Oh, oh, ha, ha, oh! Ha, ha. The ship is going to sail. Um, the to New York. <laughs> oh no! Oh, <laughs> God damn it, Jacob. Um, so yeah, so uh, Blackie punches Bennett as Spider Man arrives. Um, 
there's this fight that breaks out between Spider-Man and all the gangsters here. Um, and, uh, and as all this is happening, uh, Spider-Man is fighting Blackie and Blackie shoots his gun and the, 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 the bullet, uh, goes off in the wrong direction. It hits Bennett. Bennett dies right in front of them and Betty blames Spider-Man. And I'm pretty sure what is just a copied panel from the very beginning of the comic. Uh, of Betty and Spider-Man. At the very least, Betty's copied, I believe. Um, uh, yeah, no, it definitely is. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so Betty blames Spider-Man for the death of her brother as... And as not Spider-Man. the gangsters. Not no, the it's, gangsters. No, it's, it's not the fact that, you know, <laughs> that, that 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 Blackie shot Bennett. No, it's 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 Spider-Man's fault. Um but yeah, so uh Spider-Man continues to go after the gangsters. Um he he foils the plan of the of Blackie and the regular gangsters on the ship, but uh but not Doc Ock, who he continues to fight here as this is going on. Um uh uh the the, the fight continues until eventually Doc Ock uh, what happens to him? Doc Ock. Uh, well, the police. The, oh, police, right. the arrive police arrive in a boat. Yes. Um, as all police do. Um, um, and, and like uh, the dock is broken. I think it makes very little sense. Yeah, and so Spidey and and Doc Ock fall into the uh, fall into the water, and Doc Ock escapes, and uh, the police capture Blackie, and Betty is still sad about the death of her brother. And Peter goes to talk to her afterwards, and and I, I don't know. Is, is Stanley actually writes some some decent character drama between the two of them at it's, the end? It's here? because Stanley has got his start in romance comics. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, it, yeah. There is a reason that it, is, it really is one of the best scenes in the series up to this point. Um, hello, I'm I, back. I, hello, welcome back. Um, but yeah, so uh, 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 I love the final panel also that Dicko draws here of uh, the the big like. This translucent Spider-Man above us, uh, above Peter as he's walking into the night. It's it's kind of a, I will say it's one thing that's been kind of a shame about all of this is just how few like larger panels there actually are. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it made it made choosing like panels for the release of episode fifty-one really, really difficult. Um, yeah, because there's like you can't. Like, 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 you you, you get level. like the big splash splash page right at the start. You know, on the first page, that's about the only big, big page you get in uh in in the issue, and, and like it's it kind of sucks, but whatever. It's interesting though because this is a two-parter of uh, issues eleven and twelve, and uh, you don't really need like it doesn't really need to continue. I guess like you don't Doc doesn't need to come back. He falls off the boat and he gets away, but it continues into twelve, and it's actually kind of better for it, um, which I just find really interesting. Well, it, um, it makes it feel like there's actual continuity. Yeah, yeah, because um, Doc Ock's still on the loose, so we still have to go after him. Um, but yeah, uh, and actually, also, it's nice that uh, our letter actually gets a uh, gets a little uh, little thing here in the credits, uh, written in, in the white heat of inspiration by Stan Lee, drawn in a wild frenzy of enthusiasm by Steve Ditko, lettered in a comfortable room by Art Simek, which is very nice. Um, I love that. But yeah. anyway, here we go. Unmasked by Doctor Octopus. Yeah, so uh, Doctor Octopus escapes from Spider-Man, uh, continuing on from the last issue. Um, we get some great Daily Bugle shenanigans as uh, as as Jameson, is Jameson out. does not can only take the best secretaries, aka Betty Brandt, um, which is 
I really like the way Jameson is characterized in the second volume. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was always fun in the first volume too, but, um, but like, he kind of like somehow makes it both more caricatured and more like character focused, yeah, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, he he fires yet another secretary, and uh, Betty comes back and he rehires her. Um, uh, meanwhile, Doc Ock is is perusing the city. He's back in New York, I guess. Yeah, I guess? yeah he, he swam to New York. It, a, as one does with robot arms. Makes sense. Um, uh, Jerry's trying to say something, and you keep I'm cutting not, her off, Joey. Oh, so, wait, am I? Oh, oh no, I, I was just laughing because I was like, good God, the idea of like Ock trying to swim with those heavy ass fucking things is really funny. Right? Yeah. Ah, but you, you you weren't paying attention to the dialogue. He improved his dexterity with ah, his arm. So, so true. <laughs> so true. You can't forget the improved dexterity of Doctor Octopus's mechanical you. arms. <laughs> Thank you, Stan. Um, yep. Thank you, Stan. What a what a genius. Um. So, uh, meanwhile, we're back at school. Um. Well, Aunt May is worried for one panel that, that Peter might be getting a cold. Ah, yes, very true. Those classic worries. Um, and uh, Peter walks up to to Flash and and Liz and and their little gang as uh, as their uh, as Flash is once again uh, expressing his admiration for Spider Man and his hatred for J Jonah Jameson because all he ever does is pick on Spider Man. He's another half of it, and it's just it's it's funny. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, oh my god, I well, love this one panel. He does pick on Spider Man, and lo, lo and behold, he all he does is also pick on Spider Man. Absolutely. <laughs> See, wouldn't it be funny if only Flash knew? As as Lee keeps on saying again and again, it's <laughs> also <laughs> Lee references Billy Graham. Yes, Christian preacher. Billy Graham, you know, like all like all kids pay attention to in the early sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's more likely than if you were to like say that today, but I it's more still weird. Sure, but like it it feels weird. It yeah. feels very weird. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, um, Betty gets so, a mysterious phone call then. Um, as uh, as as Doctor Octopus is just trying to make sure that she's back at the Bugle now, so he knows where to go to attack her because he knows that Spider Man looked out for Betty Brant before, so he'll do so again. So he uh, so Doc Ock, you know, breaks into the Bugle, um, steals Betty, and uh, and uh, also Peter takes Peter and Jameson hostage. No, no, no! He throws them back against the the filing cabinets. It seems um, he only takes Betty. But yeah. Um, so afterwards, uh, Peter switches into Spider Man, goes to see Mister Jameson, and um, uh, and tells him that he's going to go fight Doc Ock now. He's going to go save Betty at um, Coney Island. Yeah. Um, um, oh, importantly though, it is important that that Aunt May was worried about Peter's health before because oh he yes actually, he does he does actually have a cold he begins feeling weak on his way to coney island and uh as he goes to fight doc ock he is easily bested because you know he has a cold like all superheroes 
falter when they have yeah, literally uses his powers. Literally, the only time Aunt May has ever been right about anything in these comics, like, <laughs> and, and like in this and the era, it's like, oh my god, he's just going to get hurt. He's such a fragile boy, and he's just getting punched by Doctor Doom in the face. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's so good. Um, but yeah, he is easily bested by Doc Ock and he, he, he gets his, his mask taken off in front of everyone, which, okay, I, ca- I both love and kind of despise the way that Lee writes around this because the explanation for why being unmasked directly in front of everybody and it's still Peter Parker under there is everyone just assumes, oh, well, Peter was just trying to protect Spider-Man and Betty, so he came here dressed as Spider-Man himself. Um, I mean, Doc Ock even says, it's that weakling brat, Peter Parker. Right? Like, Can I be it's... Real? Yeah. <laughs> do, you know what this, do, do you know what that sort of, like, cop-out reminds me of? Because I like it, but it's also, like, just really dumb. It's like a Moffat-era Doctor Who, like, explanation for how nobody knows that aliens exist. So, like, oh we God, made a, yeah. we, like, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. made a blog post to make sure that everybody thought that like peter was like just a, a like a crazed cosplayer or something and everybody just fucking believes it like yeah yeah um but yeah doc ock escapes then because i guess you know the police there can't stop him apparently well, he's <laughs> and, got uh, four metal arms Jimmy. yeah that, that's true it does give him an unfair advantage um <laughs> but, but sp- <laughs> I'm starting to feel it again. That feeling I had last episode, just describing these plots out loud. Um, but yeah, so uh, Peter is then taken to uh, to uh, taking ho- taken home, where uh, a doctor is there to look after him. And now he's feeling better after he has a vision of Spider Man talking to him. Um, it's, just, it's such a funny scene. Um, but Peter then jumps out of bed. He's he's feeling better. Um, uh, his sparkling dialogue of whoopee, I feel like a zillion bucks again. I've got the old spider strength back, the old zingaroo. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. I want to hear Toby Maguire say that exact dialogue. <laughs> no, I want to hear Andrew Garfield say it because I think that'd be funny. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, so Peter goes back to school and uh and this makes know, liz just want to fuck him yeah like like madly she like, is so fucking liz horny is now. horny and yeah. she remains horny for the rest of this volume yeah yeah i mean she was already like warming up to peter already at the end of the last volume but we're here now and like she is she has completely forgotten who flash thompson is um yeah it's great so uh, i love a love triangle yeah it was done better. <laughs> it's called a- it's called a love triangle in this case because Peter and Flash are also in love. Um, no, 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 Love Square. Love Square. Oh, Spider-Man. No, no, no. Oh, wait, shit, shit. Pentagon. Love Pentagon. Because it's also Betty. It's also Betty. See, after this two-parter, Lee is already, like, clearly less interested in making Betty part of these plots. Yeah, but Betty has to be jealous of Liz for like three issues. Yeah. Oh, can I say something too? Like, it's really like I feel like either in an earlier issue, I might just be getting issues mixed up, or like a couple of issues later, Flash attempts to do the exact same 
fucking thing that that Peter claims to have done, like where he dresses up as Spider Man and tries to do uh, shit. Are you thinking of the Doc Ock issue from last volume? I think so. And no, that yeah, was a Doctor Doom issue from. Oh, last sorry, volume. sorry, I'm a Doctor Doom. You know what I meant? Fucking. I think yeah, so. Flash, yeah, Flash dresses up as Spider Man there too. And doesn't he almost get his shit kicked in? Like he I, does get his shit kicked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah and. Then, <laughs> And, and then and then Liz is like you're an idiot. And then Peter gets shit kicked in, and she's like, and she's like, oh my god, you're amazing. And I get that Flash is an idiot, but like Peter's an asshole. <laughs> like he's all an asshole. They're both assholes. They both or, suck. Or is Liz also just an idiot? Yes. No, Liz is also an asshole. True. Liz is the Liz is, Liz is the rare combination of. Sorry. This is the rare combination of the two. She's an idiot and an asshole. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, it, and and uh, you see, that's why Peter is in love with Johnny Storm because he's also like a combination. He's hexagon. He's, I said pentagon. I forgot about Johnny. It's the love hexagon. <laughs> yeah, literally. You see, think, you see that. That's what I'm getting at, right? So, like, Johnny is also an idiot, but he's also an asshole, and he also looks almost exactly like Flash, but with slightly lighter hair. So, yeah. It's... This, is, this is why I missed having you on the podcast, Kira. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, only, only, I can give, only I can give the sort of Tumblr, Twitter, gay, dumbass experience that, that everybody watching this so craves. So um, true. Um, anyway, so Doc Ock frees some animals from the zoo uh, as his next big scheme. Like, what? Like, fucking what? And so, Spider-Man springs into action to to stop these animals from going on a rampage. A lion, a bear, and a gorilla? It was right there. You could have had it, it could have been a tiger. And, and someone could have said, "Oh my, nobody." And okay, whatever, fuck it. Anyway, oh, well, um, is it a tiger? I'm saying you could have had a tiger in there, and it could have yeah, been. Yeah, we could have had lions and tigers and bears. Exactly. Fucking anyway. Okay. Um. Fucking fuck any. That's a terrible joke. Um. So Doc Ock, uh, as as Spider Man uh, finishes uh, wrangling the animals, um. Just decides to drop a fucking sign on some people. Um, well, well, he wants Spider-Man. Yeah. So he's just going to cause terror until he gets Spider-Man. Yeah, which is, like, just... Like, I'm just imagining the situation where Doc Ock does all this. Spider-Man comes up to him, he beats Spider-Man again, and he rips off his mask and it's just Peter again. Would he just toss him to the side of the street and be like, give me the real fucking <laughs> Spider-Man this time? Like, this plot just go... <laughs> this stupid weakling made, made found a way to, like, mimic Spider-Man's powers. Give me the real Spider-Man. Like, would this plot just keep going on in perpetuity if if he just kept beating Spider-Man and just kept seeing that it was Peter? Like, no, no. Judging by, judging by an issue later on, um, um, Stan Lee would end that version of the story arc by having Peter find Bruce Banner, dress him up as Spider-Man, and then he'd turn into the Hulk halfway through, and Hulk would be like, oh, fuck! And just leave. <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh my god. Okay, so 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 Spidey and Doc Ock fight. Um Doc Ock is eventually defeated and by, that's, by, by, a, by 
by some heavy machinery and a museum. A museum um, that gets caught on fire. Oh, yeah. It yeah. collapses on him, doesn't it? Yeah, Jesus we, just, we just burn down a museum. Like, <laughs> like, well, he's dead. I don't care. Goodbye. Yeah, he just fucking fucks off out of there, and 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 then just kind of hopes the police will find him later, or maybe he doesn't because this is asshole Peter Parker still. Um, so the police capture Doc Ock. Liz hits on Peter some more, and that's the end of the issue. Um, well. I'll- so yeah. Peter gets some money from Jameson for some pictures. Oh, he had yeah. an automatic filter on. And you know yeah. I, it, just, I just, it makes no sense. It's it's funny because like I love these two issues, but they're fucking stupid. They're so that's, the, that's the thing that's the thing with loving like any early Leon Ditko Spider-Man story which is like, yeah, I kinda love it, but it's fucking stupid. Like you can't deny it. Um. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, it's, it's genuinely I think, great. I think "fucking stupid" perfectly describes the next villain we're going to meet. Yes, this is uh the Amazing Spider-Man number thirteen, uh where where the cover Stanley claims we've done it. We've created the greatest villain of all for old Spidey, Mysterio. Who or what My is boy. He? the lad? The fucking lad. I love this title page then. <laughs> where it's just Spider-Man fucking robbing these guys. Um, Yo, I fucking love Quentin Beck. I, I love Mysterio's entire That's deal. his real name? Yeah, his name is Quentin Beck. Quentin Beck, yep. Because I don't think they give him a name yet. Yeah, no, I, yeah so, they don't. <laughs> the, thing, the thing about... This is something I just really want to touch on. As much as I don't like Ditko's art, I think when he draws characters that have like a hint of green or like any green on them he's really good with like characters with green or purple or like green and yellow it's why i fucking love electro's design electro is a fire ass character i I know you probably i I know you probably didn't listen to the last episode kira but like we kind of kept joking that like every single spider-man villain has green on them somehow Yeah, um, like, it's really funny. Yeah, I just I, I like it when it's more of like a combination, and it isn't like the vulture just being green, and that's it. Yeah, like yeah, I, I love Mysterious costume for all intents and purposes. Pretty good character design, like really fucking great. Uh, yeah. so somehow, the, somehow how the fucking fishbowl in his head manages to frame the whole design. I don't know fucking yeah. how, but it it's does. So- it does kind of suck, though, on a, on a story level that they advertise Mysterio all big on the cover, and then they're like, oh, look, Spider-Man's being evil all of a sudden. What could, like, like why could he be doing this? And it's just like, no, you, you, yeah. you, told, us the, you told us the twist already on the cover. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> also, we've already guess, done Spider-Man being evil way back in issue one. That yeah. was the chameleon's plot. I guess to be fair, though, like uh, to like that aspect of it, like the cover just spoiling everything, they do have like a bunch of like bits where they're kind of trying to convince the audience that it's definitely not done well. That Mysterio is like a glory hound trying to find Spider-Man who's going on like a like a like a crime spree and trying to stop him. But I swear to God, I feel like I may be misremembering, and I feel like he one hundred percent immediately basically turned to the camera and went, "Yeah, I'm actually the fake Spider-Man committing the crimes. I'm going to kill the real Spider-Man." So how the issue opens is, is he robs these guys. The police don't catch him, and then like afterwards, everyone reads about it in the papers and whatever. And then like you see Peter in school, he's like, "Oh my God." 
did I commit those crimes? Right. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. <laughs> so, oh my god. So this is like, okay. So this is also Stan Lee being a dick in the 60s. Because um, the cover the cover also promises, you know, what's the, uh, here, uh, ever see a comic mag superhero t- take his troubles to a psychiatrist? Did you see what a fucking freak spider-man is he went to go seek professional help what a fucking lunatic am i right like it's it's, it's why really he likes bruce banner so much because he would never have bruce banner actually fix his fucking problems by going to therapy he would just rather him like he would just rather him be like no rick we have to hide in this cave that i found <laughs> <laughs> no so true so true um but yeah, like it's 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 really weird. I, I the early parts of this issue especially just are are really rough for me. Also, um, the psychiatrist stuff is over in less than a page. Yeah, yeah, but they want it's it's a, it's something they could advertise in the cover, so it's it's literally just four whole panels. Yeah, and, it's and that's it, it. It's really weird because like obviously it's not the most progressive like like era of comics in the world, but Stan kind of made comics a bit more you know, a bit less shitty. But then he's just like, haha, mental health problems. Isn't that <laughs> right? Like, it, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. <laughs> like, Peter's like, oh my god, did I commit these crimes? Have I gone fucking crazy? Has like all this shit I've been through, has it just been like too much for me? And it, it just like, isn't that fucking freaky audience? Isn't that fucking wacky? Look at this freak <laughs> ass little bitch here. Look at him. <laughs> Therapy yeah. and everything. Look at him, loser. Um, yeah, it's I just oh, it's miserable. But, so, um, meanwhile, the pinnacle, the pinnacle of masculinity, Flash Thompson goes to therapy every week, like a Chad. Like, oh my so god, so true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, then we get some more Peter being a dick to Betty because, of course. Um, but then, public, then Peter as Spider Man is like. Everybody hates me. Yeah, so he's so once again he's contemplating, you know, just giving it all up. Um, it's like, all right, sure, it's for the million oh, fucking times. He's time. on giving it all up, huh? He's like thinking of, he's like praying to Uncle Ben. He goes, Uncle Ben, I found my thirteenth reason, Uncle Ben. <laughs> Yo, um, but Liz <laughs> Allen, Liz <laughs> Allen has a new haircut, you guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it actually makes her look more like Betty, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, Liz Liz Allen has a new haircut, and and Peter is uh. Um, oblivious oblivious well no i do love the dialogue though um he uh he goes nah everything's great liz if i get any better i'll shoot myself (laughs) oh my god he did find the 13th reason whoa (laughs) you literally did you literally did it's so fucking funny oh oh my god it's such a funny scene Um, (laughs) i remember i remember i was like i was like Oh, you're cutting out, Kira. <laughs> Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yes. okay, now you're good, yeah. I remember, like, thinking about, like, how I knew that this, like, this was happening, like, ahead of time. Like, knowing that Joey had read it, but, like, forgetting that Jacob had read this, like, bit. Like, that he hadn't read it yet, and he didn't know that this episode was happening. Like, I knew it was happening. I read that issue, like, a, like a month ago, and I was like, oh, my God, I need to tell Jacob about this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, did you? 
No, I did, I did oh, not. Okay. End <laughs> she showed restraint. That's. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. Um, she yeah, only I, does I, that I, when she can gaslight me. Oh yeah. Future I, episodes. I, I, I will. I will say also the the one to one hundred schedule that you that you that I sent you way back when Kira is is now mm-hmm. very out of date. So uh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. So uh, things from this point on should be more of a mystery for you. So yes. Speaking so, of mystery, <laughs> see how wait, I did wait, that. Wait, wait, oh, wait, wait. Jacob, the reason that I like to gaslight you is because it gives me power over the trans people that normally have. So true. I mean, I that, understand that. I just don't like it. Yeah, I mean, so you if don't I were in that like position, I, I'd do the exact same thing, so... You don't have to like this, boy. So, anyway... Um, <laughs> so, so, Mysterio just kind of, like, walks into the Daily Bugle. <laughs> the Daily Bugle? Yeah! But, like, just, like, like, he doesn't hello, just walk hello, in. He, he hello, projects I got... a bunch of smoke in... Because he's Mysterio. He's, he's like, hello, friends. I am wearing a fishbowl, and I have bought a fog machine. Here is a letter. <laughs> Goodbye. Printed <laughs> in the bugle. I could just tell you the contents of the letter in dialogue. Heavens yeah. knows it's a very it. small letter. Here, I can read it in like 10 seconds. Print a notice in the Daily Bugle saying, if Spider-Man wants to learn the truth about himself, he should meet Mysterio atop the Brooklyn Bridge. He Could, could he not just say that? He spent more time talking about the fact that he's here than he did actually saying anything about what he wants he's here um, and that he has to go now yeah <laughs> so <laughs> topic of the main plot but like speaking of like that shitty ass fog i always thought that the fog um that like that he had was like made out of something like in stan's mind he wrote down like the ingredients just so he could like expound upon it but then it was like del- like it was like cut from the comic or something like right when he was like writing it and he just decided it was made like the fog was made out of like chemicals and stuff that would have been like discovered to have caused cancer 20 years later or some shit like that <laughs> yeah. like how in early DC comics it's like i am asbestos man i line my suits with asbestos like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's an actual thing i think that dude came back in modern marvel comics and they were like i have terminal cancer now that's fucking horrible. <laughs> what? Like, that's just kind of how I imagine like shit like that. Like when it's like I made this special concoction, my web fluid. Like Peter, if like if like all of Spider-Man took place in like the first twenty years that it came out, Peter would just have some sort of like horrible terminal illness by the end of like his time <laughs> as Spider-Man. Just messing with like horrible chemicals, putting them like in direct contact with the skin at all times. Yo. So back to the issue. Spider-Man <laughs> gets thrown off the Brooklyn Bridge. Yep. Naturally. Like, mind you, this is the thing that will kill Gwen Stacy, I believe. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that happens. Uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. After fighting some fog, he falls off the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, he uh, he is he gets himself out of there by making a web helmet around his head. Um, you know, as you do. But the um, world thinks that Spider-Man is dead? Yep, and Mysterio is a hero for that? Yeah! Because, because Spider-Man was robbing banks. Does it deserves a parade in a convertible? Yeah, uh, naturally. Flash is still Team Spider-Man, which makes a lot of sense. Um, 
Jameson is 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 lauding himself as a close personal friend of Mysterio, who Mysterio is a real crime fighter. He's not afraid to meet people and be interviewed as that cowardly Spider-Man was. Um, and so uh, Spider-Man meets with Mysterio, puts a little tracker on the guy. Uh, he then, oh sorry, Peter meets with Mysterio, puts a tracker on the guy, which makes more sense when I say yes, that out loud. Yes. Um, and uh, he goes to see Betty. Is a dick again to her. He leaves. Um, and, and, and Betty is just convinced he's going to be with Liz. Like, yeah, it's 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 just oh, it's it's miserable. Um, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Spider-Man fights Mysterio. Uh, as this is happening, Mysterio gives his backstory to to Spidey, but but um, not his name. Not his name. You know, full backstory about how he was uh, he he worked in Hollywood and special effects. He's a stuntman. Um, and uh, but no, 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 no name. Th- th- this guy's yeah. name isn't known. But he um, was jealous of Spider-Man's powers. He also certainly does not look like Jake, Gyllen- Jake Gyllenhaal. So there's that. Um, oh, right. Jake Gyllenhaal plays uh, in that one movie that I haven't seen. And <laughs> um, looks like Mo Howard. I, I hate it. <laughs> um but yeah uh so then mysterio tries to disappear but spider-man breaks through the fog and is able to punch him this time because we're at the end of the issue and that's literally the only reason they then stumble onto a film set they fight there around some space equipment and uh eventually spider-man is able to successfully punch the fishbowl in the fishbowl and uh, and firemen carry him out of there Yep, uh, Mysterio is defeated. And he, he makes a full signed confession to the police. Yep, that Spider-Man is innocent. Yep. So Jameson and... gets strung up by Spider-Man's webs. Yep, because uh, Jameson is ruined once again uh, for mm. for seeming like a fool to the public, and Spider-Man threatens him again. You know, as all good superheroes do. Flash knows it was right about everything. He always knew that Spidey was a good guy. And that's the end of the issue. And True. now, and now, it's time for this crazy bullshit. <laughs> right? Is it time? Uh, this is time. It's it's not the annual. This is Spider-Man number fourteen. Damn it! Okay, oh, we're almost oh there. My God. This is this is the other crazy bullshit. <laughs> it's it's okay. To be fair. To be fair, it's it's Stanley Spider-Man, so it's all crazy bullshit. But go on your spiel. This is the first Green Goblin appearance, so by all means, okay. Kira. So my spiel has absolutely fucking nothing to do with Green Goblin at all. So, <laughs> uh, um, one, this is something I, I think I talked to Jacob about briefly, but I don't know if you know this, Joey, and I don't know if anybody else want, like listening to this knows this. But, so, at the time, um, it had been about a year since the Hulk had a series, it, the original volume of Incredible Hulk ran for six issues, and it was so fucking awful that it got canceled after yeah. less than a year of um of running. But mm-hmm. Stan didn't really want to give up on the character because he he really liked the character like for some reason at the time. I don't fucking know why he liked that version of the character, but I relate. <laughs> Go off. Um, so he just decided that he would not only like give him half of um, Tales of Suspense. Uh, no, I think it's Tales to Astonish. 
but like he had half of like one of those titles to himself. Like he he lasted up until the point where he became the most popular part of that title, and um, they just canceled the other half of that title and renamed that book Incredible Hulk, and mm-hmm. that was the one that ran until the 90s but like he also just decided during this time that he would put the hulk in every comic ever he was like oh he's in the avengers he's in fantastic four twice he's in all this shit and now for some unknown goddamn fucking reason they just so happen to have spider-man and the Green Goblin and the Enforcers go into a cave that just so happens to have the strongest thing on the planet in it, and it just so happens to be the fucking Hulk. Like, how does that work? That what sounds like a Stanley plot to me, to me, if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, like, he really fucking liked the Hulk. This is, like... This issue is so fucking crammed with bullshit with Stanley bullshit. Here are all of the cover blurbs because there are four of them. There are four. Wow! Of them. Just wait till you see the Green Goblin. Does the Green Goblin look cute to you? Does he make you want to smile? Well, forget <laughs> it. He's the most sinister, most dangerous for of uh, foe Spidey's ever fought. No, you're not seeing things. These really are the evil enforcers back, uh, back again to gang up on our old web spinner. Guest starring none other than the rampaging powerhouse, the Incredible Hulk. My God, you know you're in for some insane Stanley bullshit when you just see that cover alone. You feel well, like you've read a whole plot also, synopsis on the cover. Like, also, 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 on the first page where we get the title of The Grotesque Adventure of the Green Goblin. Great fucking title, by the way. Love yeah. it. But there are one, two, three, four more boxes. Yeah. And then oh, the credits. One, of which, one of which is a note. Don't be impatient. The Hulk doesn't appear until later on in the story, but you'll be glad you waited. <laughs> I will say I love the, uh, the the credits on this. Written by Stan Lee, the poor man's Shakespeare. Illustrated by Steve Ditko, the poor man's Da Vinci. Lettered by Art Simic, the poor man's rich man. Beautiful. Beautiful shit. So. Let's begin. Okay. So. <laughs> so. This fucking issue, man. This is the first I, appearance of, like, one of the most iconic Spider-Man villains of all time. Mind you, I, And he looks fucking ridiculous on that uh, stupid metal broom. I hate it. It's oh, I love so it, dumb. It's so funny. Okay, so, so there are a couple of things. Norman Osborn doesn't exist yet. Yeah, he's not part oh, of no, the no. But the Green Goblin's identity is a big secret. In a super secret science lab cave thing. Which, which, to be fair, is one thing that this issue does really well. It's Stanley actually, like, taking some initiative with, with a new character and, like, giving him, lo- writing, like, longevity into his existence in this comic. Um, which is oh, really nice. something that you haven't seen up to this point in the, in, in the series. Do you know something fucking stupid? So, like, part of the reason why his identity isn't, the, isn't like, um, isn't, like, public, from what I know is because, like, he and Stan, like, Steve and Stan, did not agree on who they wanted the, like, the goblin to be, right? They, Stan was like, it needs to be some somebody that Spider-Man knows. And, and Steve, Steve Ditko was like, no, it, it shouldn't be anyone. It should be, it should be just, like, a random person. It should, like, and I'm like, why? <laughs> Steve, Steve was like, we've done it with every other villain. It's just some random fucko that, that Spider-Man doesn't know. Why not just again? And Lee actually wanted to do something different, apparently. Like, Lee, Lee yeah, wanted yeah. to tell a potentially compelling story. 
Yeah. Anthony Flapper once in his fucking life wanted to do something interesting. And 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 Steve was like, no. <laughs> like That's what kind of beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so Green Goblin has come up with this scheme to uh, scheme. To, to to kill Spider Man. So he 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 gets in contact with the Enforcers. You know those classic Spider Man villains, the Enforcers, um, and, and then uh, and goes and to the plush offices of a glamorous Hollywood movie studio. A guy named BJ. BJ, I want to say it's like. BJ Cosmo or something? They, I know they say his last name, but I think it's just really funny that his name is BJ, and nobody thought anything of that. Um, and, like, I, I don't... Okay, Lee's clearly trying to parody something here. Well, because, yeah, because I love the whole, like, um, uh, the, the, they made a movie called The Nameless Thing from the Black Lagoon and the Murky Swamp, which they want to remake, and they want to do it with, like, new new people. And No, and no, no, agree. they want to re-release. They want to do a complete re-release as the unknown thing uh, from the Black Lagoon and the Murky Swamp. Which was a thing in the 60s, apparently? Like, they would just re-release old films under new titles? Yeah. Um... And so Green Goblin goes to BJ and is like, hey, I can get you Spider-Man in your movie. And it'll still be like a remake, pretty much. And and BJ's like, sure, if you can get me Spider-Man, why the fuck not? He'll also Um, have a hundred dancing girls, a cast of thousands. Maybe I can get Tony Curtis to play Spider-Man or one of the uh, Beatles. What a beautiful line. I totally (laughs) forgot about him saying that like twice. I fucking hate him. (laughs) Um so then uh uh in in in, in school uh Peter in is once New again York. Yes, Peter is still is still being hit on by Liz, um still being oblivious. Um, uh, like he again there's a lot of name drops in this issue. Yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> Peter says, beat what time? You've got about as much chance with her as Khrushchev has with J. Edgar Hoover. Which like just Look, would kids at the time even get that? Like, maybe. No. Did would kids no. reading this in 1964 know who J. Edgar Hoover is? Like, come on. No. Like, not even remotely. Anyway, so, so Peter switches into Spider-Man, sees the Green Gobbo flying through the sky, and is well, like, because hey, on the radio, it's like there's a Green Goblin. There's a Green the, Goblin. The green Goobler. Um. And he, oh my he god! The, the green, I love the green. I, I love the green goober. I love him. <laughs> this, <laughs> uh, he goes to confront the green goobler, and uh, uh, and the green goobler is like, "Hey, you're gonna be in a it, yeah, yeah." It's BJ Cosmos. That's it. Um, uh, and green goobler Holy is like, shit, "Hey, it's a, uni- he's, it's a universal joke." Yes, that's what it is. That okay, makes a lot of sense. And so the goobler is like, "Hey, you're gonna be in a movie." You're gonna get paid lots of money, so go see BJ Cosmos, and we will we will sign the contract for you to be in a movie. And so Spider Man's like, sure, why the hell not? And so he does that. He then uh, goes to the Daily Bugle, and uh, and <laughs> but J Jonah Jameson comes in and is like, hey, Cosmos Films is making a movie about Spider Man, and they're claiming the real Spider Man's gonna star in it, so you're gonna go take pictures of that peter and so he goes to do that 
Um, he tells Aunt May about all this. Aunt May and, is uh, once again, but like, it's all like, well, I can't stop. I can't stop you. <laughs> yeah. very fragile. My 17-year-old grandson, my 17-year-old nephew, fuck you. I can't stop you. You're grown. You're 17. Kira, Kira, just, just go through the last episode and listen to all the bits where Jacob reads off Aunt May dialogue. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Oh, I need to. I will say, one of, my, one of the things I really like about early Spider-Man is the way that Stan uses um, the Daily Bugle like hearing about shit that spider-man's doing and yeah. um and it's just like okay this is a great way to have peter like go there without people learning his identity right because like yeah he's like the premier spider-man photographer so of course if spider-man is going to show up like across the country he's going to have peter go there and that means that yeah. nobody is going to be like oh my god where's peter why isn't he at school right but, now? Yeah, but it's weird. But yet, like, apparently his name's still not being printed in the paper. So, like, nobody can know that Peter's the one taking the pictures. Yeah, I, like to think that, I, I, I like to think that Jonah just fucking forgot and just kept doing that. Like, just kept, holding, <laughs> like, just kept like, printing his name in the paper anyway. Like, yeah. So, so uh, on the so movie set. Spider-Man arrives at the movie set and the green is in the, the desert. Horses. Yep. In New Mexico. Yep. It's like, oh, we're gonna rehearse a fight scene. So they just try to murder hey, Spider-Man. Sorry, I'm a fucking idiot. That's why the Hulk was there. It's in New Mexico. That's where that's where the gamma bomb thing happened. Fuck. I'm oh, so okay. dumb. Fake fan. Cool. I'm a fake fan. Yeah, I'm a fake, I'm a fake, fake Marvel fan. fan. Sure, I'm a fake you, were Hulk fan. you were legitimately the biggest Hulk fan I know. How yeah. <laughs> I'm I, I cannot believe that I have like forsaken the Hulk like this. <laughs> An actual fake fan in our midst, Jacob. Um, I cannot believe that I, an autistic <laughs> trans woman, am a fake fan. You'd think I'd have... <laughs> you, you'd, think, you'd think my hyperfixation would have shown through, but no. Oh my god. <laughs> if I were a real fan, when, when, when it said New Mexico in the comic, I would have looked at it and went, whoa, that's that one place that isn't real that the Hulk was born at. Oh my god, New Mexico is like Walter White. It's... <laughs> <laughs> whoa, it's like, oh my god, oh my god, isn't that that place where we're, we're breaking bad for place? Holy shit. Oh my god, it's that fake country whoa. that Vince Gilligan made up for Breaking Bad. Oh my god. Whoa, um, whoa Eric Paul, <laughs> Way too much like actual um, American students who may not understand geography. Probably. Um, whoa, uh, whoa, Aaron Paul, Mr. White. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> Jacob, I, Jacob, Jacob, this this is gonna be one of the longest episodes of the podcast. I'm trying just, to reminisce just, just because of the bit. tangents. I love it. It's it's You're so welcome. good. Um, I'm, so, I'm a genius. <laughs> 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 oh my god <laughs> anyway um so yeah they, they yeah so they're rehearsing a fight scene the goobler and the the enforcers just try to fucking murder spider-man spider-man like as they're trying to murder him he's like hey wait a second guys we're rehearsing a fight scene you're just trying to strangle me what the fuck guys <laughs> like it's so, <laughs> it's so funny this is, this is one of the first issues where spider-man's quips feel like spider-man quips which that's true yeah. it's kind of fitting yeah. that it's also the first appearance of spider-man's most iconic villain um mm -hmm. But. It's so funny that that the Goblin is actually one of Spider-Man's like most iconic villains. 
I think mostly because he was the first villain of the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. wasn't he like, wasn't he like dead in comics for a very long time? Oh yeah, he was dead from the early '70s to like the mid '90s. He was dead yeah. from the night when Stacy died to the Clone Saga. Especially like the Norman Osborn Osborn version of the character that that Raimi decided to use. Like it's yeah, it it was he had not been seen for quite some time. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. really it's really interesting. Like you can. I don't know. It's really interesting to see this co- issue because I fucking hate this issue. This is my least favorite issue of the entire. Oh, what? Uh, it's such a fun oh, issue. Yeah. No, Come on. no, no. It's Kira, fucking Kira, awful. Here, no. I get it. I get it. It makes me put the Hulk in the F tier of the Marvel. No, of the that heroes. isn't why. That isn't why. Because listen, listen, Jacob. I may have given you shit for it in DMs the other day, but if this was my first like experience with the Hulk like properly, I probably would have looked at the Hulk been like i am never consuming any media with him in it ever fucking again <laughs> like so like if anything you're tame compared to what my reaction would have been i fucking hate fucking hate this issue it's so fucking boring i hate it like, it's so funny i don't know i kind of love it it's great <laughs> so it's as- like if a 12 year old teenager wrote a shit post issue of spider-man like I hate it so, so goddamn much. As uh, as Spider Man is 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 realizing that he's that he's uh, a victim of attempted murder, um, we go back but, to New York for yeah. Okay. St- yeah, Stanley's just like, hey, what are all of Spider Man's friends doing I right mean, now? Okay, I will actually defend this choice. I like this choice. Even it's nice, I it's- but I feel like I don't know. It's more suited to being like, if it was like maybe like an '80s comic instead, it could be like one of those like george perez wonder woman issues where he was like okay we, we followed diana for a couple issues let's see what everyone else is up to in a single issue it's just kind of weird to do oh, it you right mean like now. do like a, you, mean, you mean like do like a full issue that doesn't focus on peter at all yeah that'd yeah. Be really interesting. yeah yeah but i mean lee, but lee would, would never lee would, lee would fucking stanley would never at the time like fucking never i would love an entire issue written by stan lee like like uh, like an issue that like that became lost media never released like by stan lee be released posthumously that's just entirely from the perspective of flash tops see i, <laughs> like, I, I would almost prefer if, if stan lee just wrote like a day in the life of aunt may like <laughs> I think that'd be oh my god great. And it's I just hope you're taking your vitamin pills, Peter, dear. It's Aunt May. Never did Jacob Licklider. It's Aunt May saying, like, like, it's Aunt May saying, like, at the very beginning of the issue, like, page one, like, Peter's just going, okay, Aunt May, I have to go to school now. Definitely not out doing Spider-Man stuff. Aunt May goes, be careful not to trip on your shoelaces and crack your skull open, dear. The moment, the moment, the moment, the moment he leaves, she has fatal stroke. Or like a near fatal stroke. It's just, it just, it just becomes like a soap opera about Aunt May in the hospital. Oh my god. I okay. just want the, okay. I just want the I just want the dear listeners and viewers of this podcast to know that Jacob and I are recording another video after this podcast recording is over. It's going to be our worst video ever. Um, Wait, I'm going to rein us back in. Peter gets stuck. Peter hides so, okay, in the game. Yes. So hey, so Aunt May's writing a letter. Liz and Flash are arguing. Betty's being being like Betty is jealous of Hollywood starlets. Yeah. So anyway, now we're back in the in this cave that the enforcers and the goobler have locked Spider-Man into. And uh, the um, broomstick has a, a, a giant 
giant flashlight. Yeah. Fire. And then suddenly the Hulk shows up. The Hulk shows up and it is so fucking bizarre. Also, he speaks in very long dialogue bubbles for some reason. Yeah. So back then, right, the way they portrayed the Hulk was, I think, is like he wasn't I don't think he was as no no no. Okay, so at this point in the run of like the Hulk's history, he was actually about as smart as Bruce Banner was, if I'm remembering properly. And okay. so weirdly, he has the intelligence of somebody of like Bruce Banner's caliber, but like the shit where he's like, me am big caveman boy doesn't come for a while. So like have you ever have you ever read Hulk Gray by Jeff Loeb? I have not. I need to. It's 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 a uh, it it does that great thing that Jeff Loeb is so good at, where he where he redoes the early days of the character, but with a more modern context. So he so it's it's the story as like the early issues of Hulk were written, but it's it's with a modern characterization of Hulk and Bruce Banner. So it's really really fascinating. So like that's my mostly my exposure with like the early days of the Hulk, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So, that's uh, really so yeah. interesting because canonically, like the actual explanation for that in in universe now for like why he started off at least gray and was like speaking in full sentences was because like Bruce has DID and so like the gray and green Hulks and all these different versions of the Hulks are different people. Like they're all mm-hmm. different alters, and so like the version of the Hulk that only speaks in like three word like. Like, like three word sentences uh, is like a different version from the Hulk in this, which I think is like rather interesting. Yeah. So huh. cool. It, it also this is such a superfluous cameo. Like, oh yeah, yeah. it's it's fucking nothing. Yeah. Like, I mean, like <laughs> yeah, like you can tell, you can tell he's trying to like drum up to like go and read stuff that the hulk's guest starring in or if like if like he's already like yeah if he's already, i mean like, he had no series at the time yeah like, so like like but the problem is is that without bruce B, it it doesn't really matter you know what i mean like yeah i think it would have been a bit more interesting if like this was like a two issue little story like the like the like the Doc Ock one was like earlier in the video, and he and like and like there's like a bit where like he fights the Hulk, but like when that like initial like shitty movie plan fails, like it becomes a bit more scientific, and and you have mm-hmm. to have like up with Bruce, and like Bruce is trying to keep the fact that he's the Hulk from him because that's what he was doing back then. Like yeah, like how do you take away the most interesting part of this character? He's like, whoa, he big strong, isn't that cool, viewer? He, he big he big strong man. He live in a cave, and <laughs> uh, he, so. As uh, as Spider Man fights him, um, out of necessity, he he fights him. It's worth noting. Um, he eventually hides for him under some water as the Goobler is trying to fight him as well. Um, he leaves. Uh, the Hulk just eventually just fucking leaves the cave. Um, and, and there goes the Hulk for the issue. Goodbye. Yep. You know, to be uh, fair, he, to be fair, I can get that if I like lose like keys or like my for five minutes and I, <laughs> like i go like, like i go like i go looking around my house for five minutes and i get so pissed off that i just stop 
Like I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I like the recontextualizing of Hulk with like just ADHD. He's just like, ah, oh, fuck, just well, never mind. He just like fucking goes. Like, yeah. The premise behind the character is that he's just super pissed off all the time. Like he just lost this dude. He's like, God, fuck. Damn, whatever. No, I'm done. New cave. New cave. Gotta find a new cave. Like So okay, yeah, so 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 BJ Cosmos is is now wants to make a Hulk movie. Yeah. Um and so as the Goobler got has gotten away now, he it's revealed that he's no, that we're not gonna find out his identity for a long time. Um and uh, and Peter doesn't even get paid for the stuff he did on set because he only no, gets he, paid. He, he gets handed a wad of cash. He he basically gets enough to pay his fare back to New York. Yeah. Um, so and so that's like a murderable offense. I would kill Jonah over that. I'd be like, "Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> it's not Jonah. It's BJ Cosmos. Yeah, oh, BJ yeah, Cosmos. BJ. It was BJ. Yeah, BJ. Yeah, that classic Spider-Man uh, character, BJ, who might be related uh, to J. Jonah Jameson. I'd fucking kill him too. Like, like, yeah. like, think about it, right? Like, even if it, like, like, if it was Jonah. Was it doesn't matter. Like Peter just went and got the fuck kicked out of him by the strongest dude on the planet. I would <laughs> murder somebody if that. Like, so holy shit! That is the end of that issue. It is now time for the Amazing Spider-Man number fifteen, uh, featuring Craven the Hunter and a special guest star, the Chameleon. Chameleon. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I so, love this issue. Can I just say that I really enjoyed this one? I think it's like super well written, actually. It's it's interesting I and mean, it's fine. I guess I don't I love like, it. I don't like that. Craven's cool. I, Craven's I, I, cool I, I read it having like the having like I, I read it with the perspective of my first like real exposure to the comic version of Crater, Crater, Craven, <laughs> Crater the Hunter. My my first exposure to the comic version of Craven was in Craven's Last Hunt, so I was like, whoa, it's kind of cool to see how, what, what led up to this fucked up, horrifying story. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Anyway. So, so uh, Spider-Man is stopping some, some burglars. Um, uh, one guy other- gets away, and the one guy is the chameleon. And we get a recap of Spider-Man number one. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, the chameleon is calling in a friend of his, uh, which is oh, kind of funny, Craven. actually. Yeah, kind of funny, actually, knowing some later continuity they do with those two characters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we'll leave that alone for now, since I'm assuming Jacob doesn't know about it. No. Um, um, but yeah. Um, so, as... Uh, yeah, so Craven's being called in. Um, uh Jameson, we get a, oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, Jameson is leaving as uh, as Liz and Betty cross paths uh, with Peter in the middle. Well, because Betty Craven gets, the Hunter is a is a famous person arriving from Africa. Yes, um, and so everybody's there to watch Craven arrive here. And yeah, like I said, Peter gets caught in the in the crosshairs of both Betty and Liz, and Betty is jealous, and Liz is hitting on him, and that's. That's that's that. Um, let's see. Craven arrives. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Wow, look at look at Craven." And... He's very hot. They, yes. they, they, 
they emphasize. Do, do you imagine that when Stan Lee was coming up with this character, that he was like, you know what, Craven is just fucking gorgeous, man. Like, I mean, yeah, yes. then you look at how he looks. Then you look at how he looks, and you're just like, what the hell? Yeah. Um. So. So uh, yeah. So so Craven arrives. He. Uh, these fucking monkeys just break out of a box and Craven just tames them. Like it's 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 as really well as funny. some random cobras. Yeah. Um, I I love the way you worded that, man. <laughs> these fucking monkeys just break out of a box. <laughs> like, like like because I because it's been a bit since I've read it, I thought I, like the, the immediate mental image that came into my mind other than the actual fucking like massive ass gorillas that show up. Like we're we're like this little like lock and key box that just has two baby monkeys in it. Yeah. <laughs> for attacking people. Like, like Oh my god. Okay. Can you guys believe this episode's already like an hour and a half long? I can. Um, this is what I, happens when we have guests, Joey. Oh my god. Especially no, ones no, like no, especially ones like Kira. Man. Especially ones like Kira. I fucking love this. Um so, uh, so- <laughs> I have autism and ADHD, can you tell? Nope. Um, <laughs> um, I don't think anybody could, honestly. I don't blame you. So, so true. Um, so, so, Peter. Peter is you know. more shenanigans. Oh, that's right. Liz calls him Petey, and Betty gets really jealous of the fact that she calls him Petey. And, and Jameson is like, throws his arms up, is like, you didn't snap them? Tell me I'm hearing things. Tell me it's all a bad dream. Tell me it never happened. <laughs> you know, knowing what we learned about Stan later on in life, you can really tell that, that Jonah's definitely a self-insert. He talks just like Stan did. It, like, it's, it's, it's so funny. I love it. Um... But yeah, so so Jameson goes to talk to Craven, um, and uh, then Craven goes to meet with the the chameleon. The chameleon. And uh, Jacob, what do you think of the chameleon now that he's had two appearances? He certainly is a character. Mm, that he is. Um, he's not the worst Spider-Man villain. Oh no, he, yeah, he's he's fine, but he just kind of like sits in the background for the most part. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, so here, uh, yeah, so he, there's this meeting between the two of them. Craven decides he's going to kill Spider-Man for the chameleon. Um, he watches Spider-Man take on some some thieves or criminals, whatever. Um, and uh, he watches the way that Spider-Man fights, which is actually kind of a cool, like, I don't know, fucking Bane-like moment. It's just, it's just yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it gives, gives Craven some depth, some yeah. nice depth. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's very different from the approach the the rest of them like did because it's like Doc Ock is just like whoa I have these metal arms now time well, to yeah, yeah usually usually the Stanley process for creating a Spider Man villain seems to be just I have a gimmick and now I'm going to use that gimmick to kill Spider Man but this is more like there's there's sort of a gimmick to Craven but like he's you know he there's there's he actually has like a method when it comes to like taking on Spider Man and it's actually really cool. Um, I guess, I guess, my, I guess, well, I guess the, the cool thing about it too is that like Craven is like the very first one I feel like that like could not exist if Spider Man hadn't been around for a couple of years by that point. Like, like he, him existing relies on the idea that people know who Spider Man is in universe and he's famous. So, like, mm. like, like, you know what I mean? 
Like, yeah. yeah, like the idea of this dude who's hunting this like guy who's like world renowned for being like one of the best combatants in the world. Like that could only exist at this point in time. I, I love that kind of writing. It's so great. He's actually you know, utilizing. Actually, that- actually thinking mm-hmm. thinking about that, I can't help but wonder if like maybe this was part of the inspiration for creating Bane in in DC Comics. I mean, maybe oh, probably. Probably. Like, I mean, like, yeah, because I mean, it's, like, it's not just the idea that he's watching Spider-Man here. It's, it's, yeah, it's also that, like, yeah, Spider-Man is a, is a renowned superhero and fighter. Like, Craven sees a challenge in that. It's, it's really yeah, interesting. I will say, it's also clear at this point that Stan Lee is like, well, this book's going to go on for a while, so I can actually do some overarching plot stuff. Like, yeah, it's why Betty and Liz are catty with each other because Steve wrote, uh, Stan Lee wrote uh, romance comics, and. And, and and a good good old classic, you know, lovers fighting over a man is 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 a great romance comic trope. Yeah. Um we have our we have our first fight between Spider-Man and Craven and, and in classic mid ish mid eleven issues Spider-Man fight fashion, he gets his ass handed to him. Yep. Um, yeah. um he gets really dizzy, and then Craven has a magic potion. Yep. And then and then and then the next day. Good morning, Peter dear. I've got some good news for you. I've arranged a date for you with a lovely girl. She's a niece of our neighbor, Mrs. Watson, and she'd just love to meet you, Peter. Dude, I fucking hate you. Um, but also, oh yeah, God. that's that's I gotta, it. I have to praise it. I actually have to praise this a lot. It's part of why it's one of my favorite issues. It's like, it's like, dude, this is like the first time that they've actually foreshadowed something. Like yeah, MJ between both that and the building up of of future goblin appearances last issue, like yeah, like you could see Stan just genuinely improving on the book. Like he like he sees longevity in all of this, and uh, and and actually wants to do something more with it in the future. It's it's cool. It's just it's so it's so cool. Aunt yeah. May is pro cheating. Like I oh, want absolutely. Oh, yeah. well, she she knows that Peter is actively interested in two other women, and she's and just actively like, dating one of them. Yeah, so she's just like, "How about this other bitch?" This like, <laughs> MJ, so like, like, Aunt May is a fucking like goblin in these early issues. <laughs> she, she's she's just like. She's like, oh shit! So my my stupid little my stupid little fragile nephew. He needs a good house. Finally, finally, <laughs> he's finally got some bitches. Well, let's give him another bitch. Yo, dude. <laughs> oh my god! And, oh, and, we, and I know we won't meet Mary Jane as a character for, for a, a good. While. 20 to 30 more issues yeah it's, I it's fucking ridiculous i desperately needed like a picture of rosemary harris doing the no bitches meme though like, <laughs> <laughs> yes yes oh my god um so Pete, oh my god i fuck actually you know what i fucking love sassy betty brant in the next scene um peter walks up to her and sh- and betty starts like fixing his tie and there are these little like music notes around her speech bubble well like, hello Petey weedy here let me fix your little tizy wisey Petey. she's like just oh my god it's so fucking funny i genuinely love that scene um yeah oh, and, and he just wants to cut it out betty you know that i hate being called Petey. <laughs> it's so funny oh my god such a good scene 
Um, but yeah, uh, then Craven just walks into the Daily Bugle. Then <laughs> um, Peter sees Craven go into like Jameson's office and is like, "Well, something's up there," and that's that's that. Um, uh, Peter is then at school. Um, his his and, hands are uh, shaky, so he drops some 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 dangerous chemicals. Yep, you know, as you were able to do in the sixties. Uh, <laughs> yeah, handle dangerous chemicals like that. That leaves. I mean, to be fair, though, I mean to be fair, those things were in every toy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so ah, uh, fuck. Um, Peter is like trying to like figure out a way to to fight Craven. Um, he uses yet another spider tracker because I don't know. Stan really thought he had something with that idea. This is uh, the third spider no, tracker. <laughs> Kira's like, no, 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 let him cook. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, no, no. Every, anytime Peter comes up with some new new gadget, I'm like, yeah, uh huh, exactly. <laughs> it's like the third time he's used the same gadget in five issues. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Okay. You see, look, 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 look. I got, I got monkey bonobo brain. So when I look at it, so when I look at cool stuff like that, I'm like, ooh, that's that was nice. That's epic. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but Spider Man then uh, goes after Craven in in the park. Um, sorry, there are two Cravens in the park because one of them is the chameleon, the chameleon in disguise. Um, and so Peter is caught by a, in a net. By, by a net. Um, they, uh, they, there's there's a fight that begins between the two of them, or I guess between the three of them, rather. Well, because so Craven catches Peter in these magnet manacle thingies. Natural, natural, natural inventions of a, of a, of a, big of, game a of a hunter? Russian, Russian. Is he Russian? He's Russian, right? He's a Russian big yeah, game he hunter. Yes, yeah. he is Russian. Yeah, um, I got that from I got that from the Kremlin. Yes. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And so as he is uh, caught, he he's trying to like escape. Um, uh, he uses like his webbing to start to like break through the 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 manacle things um and then he, he makes then, a giant spider web that yep. craven just gets stuck in yeah yeah and then uh finds the chameleon he takes his his mask off and captures him then the real craven and spider-man are fighting uh because craven has been slowed down by the web from before um and yeah craven just gets caught in that uh, and so uh, the community is taken by the police, and uh, so is Craven, and they're both being deported. Uh, although, considering the annual is next, I guess not for long. Uh, Craven jumps off the side of the boat. That's that. That's what happened. Sure. Craven. Craven. They actually. Little... They never say that though, do they? No. No. That's just what happens. Yeah. Just, okay. Just... All right. That that makes sense. Um. Oh yeah. I love this bit at the end of the issue when um. Peter's like, hey, Aunt May. Um, so you don't hear. Uh, Aunt May's like, here, call, uh, call Ms. Mrs. Watson's niece. And, uh, and so um, Peter like, goes to call her. And, uh, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, no. Sorry, Aunt May says that uh, Aunt, uh, Mrs. Watson's niece has a headache. So Peter can't have his date with her tonight. So Peter's like, gosh, Aunt May, it is a shock, but I'll uh but I'll be big about it. And a giant fucking shitting grin on his face. He goes then to call Betty instead. She doesn't wanna see him. So he calls Liz Allen and she's she doesn't want to see him because she's out dancing with Flash Thompson. Thompson. And so 
it's that's just that's it it's 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 funny i don't know it's it, it is it Damn. is legitimately funny <laughs> um legitimately no bitches um no so bitches. yeah no bitches no bitches so... nephew <laughs> Yo. can you guys believe we're only halfway through this book God damn. I mean, I mean, okay. All right, you know, okay. I, I am going to opt for just speed running the annual. Oh, we can speed run the motherfucker. Speed run the annual. Run the annual. Are you kidding? Yeah. Okay. Speed running the seventy-two big pages annual. The Amazing Spider-Man number annual number one. Um, it is the first appearance of the Sinister Six, but it's also the first Spider-Man appearance of the entire Marvel universe. Um, yes. So. Like- I will say my notes on the annual are a page long, and I was like, oh, do, do, "Do do you need to really talk that much about the annual?" It, well, it kept becoming. Wait, what? It's like, wait, what, why is there a Doctor Strange? Why is there a Thor cameo? Yeah, why is there a Doctor Strange cameo? It's because Stanley really wants you to read everything else they're making. Like, do you yeah. remember that one editor's note? I think it was an early Suicide Squad when we read it, when they were like, yes, we want all your money. Like, at least they're self-aware. Stan is just like, like, no, legit, give me all of your fucking money. It's, yes. It's, 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 it's like, fucking pathetic. It's like Stan was, like, trying to do what the MCU is doing now. It's like, look at this other character who has nothing to do with what's happening at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stanley Stanley invented the post credit scene in this issue. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, let's let's is, get into first this. Off, in this in this annual, Doc Ock has telepathic powers with his arms. So true. Makes like, sense. That's one of the a... things I like, though. I don't know why. I just like it. It's like that normal comic book level of fucking stupid that I can handle. Like, yeah. I get that. Uh, I, I guess it also does make sense because, like, they separated the arms like from his body finally, and so they put it in like the storage unit. But Doc Ock is still able to connect with the arms, and they still like just break through that storage unit and get him out of the prison. So it's like, I don't know, how is he being held before when the arms were part of him? Like, it, they they just rip apart his prison cell, I guess. Now, and just imagine if, well, if he was together Joey, with it's them. Because he hadn't. It's because he hadn't modified them yet. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so he, true. Yeah, you're he right. Didn't yeah. modify them. So he um, was at the dexterity of his arms. Yeah, his, his better yeah. dexterity. Yeah. Uh, um, he he, he so, reached level four and, and used that as his, his ability score improvement. So Thor shows up, For, and you gotta read the Avengers. No, you don't. <laughs> Bad. Early Avengers sucks. Don't. Hey, do it. I read the first volume of Stanley's Avengers. I didn't hate it. I fucking oh my god, dude! I. It it's almost not made bad. me stop reading right, early. We are not going before. to make devolve early, early Stanley early Stanley Avengers is, is better than early Stanley Spider-Man. I I agree. That, that doesn't make it good. Early Stanley Fantastic Four is good. I love early Stanley Fantastic Four. I thought you told me it was terrible. Yeah, well I well I've I've grown as a person, dumbass. Okay. Well, I have also grown as a person, and I think early Stanley Avengers is good. I'm on estrogen now, so I don't have to pretend what my. Anyway, anyway. So, (laughs) Doc Ock calls together. So, Doc Ock calls everyone together, or or he's putting together a team. It's, uh, this is our, one of our post credit scenes. Uh, he's so far, four members are here. Uh, Him, Electro, Craven, and Mysterio were waiting on the others to arrive. There's Um, also potentially a Green Goblin cameo. Yeah, because Spider-Man senses, Peter senses, like, someone passed by and sets off his spider senses. Then Doctor Uh, Strange shows up. 
And then, oh, no, so, no, 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 that's not a Green Goblin appearance. That's Sandman. Oh, that's who that's supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so Sandman is making his way to the meeting. Um, Did you say that? Thought that was the goblin? Well, it, I mean, I guess it's not entirely out of the question. Like, I don't know. It could be. It, oh my god, they're the same man. Sandman and the Green Goobler. Um, so yeah. so Spider-Man There's a brief ben moment of, of Aunt May being sad because she's looking through Uncle Ben's stuff. Um, um, and then uh, we get a recap of Amazing Fantasy 15 because, of course, then the reasons. Fantastic Four show up, and you guys got to read Fantastic Four. Hey, to be fair, based. They and then play a big fuck role you. Um, and then the final member of, of oh, Doc hi. Ock's team shows up. Uh, it's the Vulture. So our full Sinister Six is here, and it's a good lineup. Um, it's it's a fun lineup of characters. So um, <laughs> the plan instead of attack all attack Spider Man at once. They're going to draw numbers and attack Spider-Man sequentially to wear him down so that he'll eventually be defeated by one of them. Um, Which, fucking, I love that. It's so fucking funny. Um, But let's see, then uh, uh, Aunt May is sad still. Peter goes to school. Then Giant Man and the Wasp show up, and you guys. So, so Giant are... Man is just Ant Man, right? Yeah, he's yeah. just Ant Man. Yeah, but it's Hank. I Pym. keep forgetting um, he became Giant Man that early. He, yeah, he's Giant Man pretty early on. He's already Giant Man in Avengers. So. Yeah. Um, it, but it, Giant Man and the Wasp appear weird. monthly in Tales to Astonish, and you guys got to read Tales to Astonish. Um, don't they give him like two names, like for some reason, like stands like, oh, when he's big, he's Giant Man, but when he's small, he Ant Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah, like I don't know. Um, so then, uh, let's see. Then uh, uh, the vulture goes to the Daily Aunt Bugle. May, Aunt, no, Aunt May. Jacob, like, I'm trying to speed run this issue. But, but Aunt May has to talk to Betty because he's not good enough for his his nephew. Uh, oh, okay, it's true. Uh, anyway, then, that then vulture goes to Jameson and is like, "Hey, Spider Man's got to fight us." And then the Fantastic Four show up, and then Captain America shows up, shows and, up. You get, and you guys got to read the Avengers. And then on the very next panel, after both the Fantastic Four and Captain America showed up, the X-Men show up, and you guys got to read the X-Men. And, like, it's fucking ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. Like, what? My, my favorite of the cameos is when, like, Spidey fights Electro at, like, the Stark Industries power plant or something. And then oh, we're on that scene over now, Iron Man. What? We're on that scene now, actually. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, Iron Man shows up and is like, fuck you guys doing to my stuff. No, 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 no. Spider Man's like, he, Spider Man's like, Iron Man, I, I should have guessed you'd be here. You're Mr. Stark's bodyguard. <laughs> it's a really funny moment. And also, just another thing that, like, you know, say people that are like big MCU fans won't realize that like there was a time when Marvel characters had secret identities, you know? So like, one of those yeah, things for real. Just, it's, it's funny. Um, the, then the Fantastic Four show up again, because again, it, I don't know why Fantastic Four are the ones that always get the crossovers. Four. Um, uh, then, then Craven fights Spidey. Oh, we, yep. we do get some very nice one page spreads. Oh, they're really nice. They're really, really nice. Um, yeah, they're cool. Um, but then the Human Torch shows up. Um, <laughs> Cause, okay, because Human Torch also appears in Strange Tales, and you gotta read Strange Tales. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> but then 
the X-Men? The X-Men show up again. You got to read the X-Men. Um, <laughs> and you know, they fight uh... Spider-Man. Also, meanwhile, Doc Ock is, uh, has captured Aunt May and Betty and is giving them tea. Oh, and, and, and Aunt, Aunt May, May thinks that... Totally that denial. <laughs> yeah, she like... thinks like Doc Ock is such a nice young gentleman. And it's just, it's so funny. Um, but also, the X- the second X-Men appearance here is uh, Mysterio being a little yeah. bitch. He's for some reason. For Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man like fights Mysterio. Um, you gotta respect the the grind though for Stanley to be like, I'm gonna throw in another X Men cameo, and it's actually gonna serve a purpose here because because yeah. because uh, it's Mysterio, one of Mysterio's tricks. It's actually kind of cool. So we fight Mysterio. Mysterio is defeated. Spider Man goes to fight Sandman. And Sandman Sand is Man's defeated. defeated. Uh, then uh, the way Sandman's defeated is like actually ridiculous. Like, what? Why did you think that would work? Like, man just walked out a door and was like, Oh no, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Aunt May is, is still just like drinking her coffee, and it's like, this is fine. This is yeah. perfectly fine. I, and, uh, the, I hope Peter isn't too nervous or high strung. Then Spider Man fights the Vulture, and the Vulture is defeated. And then Spider Man goes to fight Doc Ock, and the fight's a little longer than most of the fights because Doc Ock has made a giant fishbowl. Because, as Kira mentioned earlier, Doc Ock is an octopus, and so he has to fight him in the water. <laughs> It's so funny. It's like, so like, bro, what, like, bro, where do you think they keep? Where the oh fuck God. do you think they keep octopi at aquariums? You think they put them in a fucking fishbowl? What the hell is wrong? <laughs> also, Doc Ock has a castle. Yep, he just has a castle. Like that's that's just you know New York City, has. famous for its old European style castles. Um, so Spider Man defeats him. He gets. Betty and May free. Aunt May is torch. like Aunt May is all of us when she says, "I'm afraid I don't understand any of this." <laughs> um, and then a uh, Human Torch goes to be a little bitch to Jameson, and then all the Sister Six are in jail. And Doc Ock is like, "Next time we tackle Spider Man, we'll do it this way." And they're like, "Oh, fuck you!" And but like, I think Doc Ock was actually going to suggest fighting him all at the same time that time. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, it would have actually yeah. worked. The um, annual's not over yet. We have a very nice art over. gallery. Yeah, we um, have an art gallery of all oh, of our famed and... Spider-Man villains, including such classics as The Burglar, The Terrible Tinkerer, <laughs> you know, Doctor Doom, The Giant Brain, um, The, the Living Brain, of course. Or Sorry, sorry The Living Brain, yeah. And uh, then there's a little mini story called The Secrets of Spider-Man that explains how spider-man's powers and his costume work and it's you know it's actually it's probably the best part of the annual to be honest no yeah, sorry that's that that's a lie the best part of the annual is coming up next yeah um but it's a fun little bit and then yeah. we have uh, a rundown on the rest of the supporting characters yep uh which, which i love the the jameson and betty page heal and heartthrob it's i don't know it's, it's nice it's nice um the guest star page which is of course there um but the actual best part of the annual is uh how stan lee and steve ditko create spider-man it's a beautiful beautiful three-page story um about stan lee just slave driving steve ditko to do everything for him um it's i love it i love it so much it's so weird to see an illustration of how stan looked before he actually looked like himself like yeah yeah like he used yeah, to be Stanley is he just old. He looked like a different fucking human being back oh, then. It's weird. absolutely yeah. Um, 
Yeah, this reminds me a lot of actually that new Teen Titans bit where uh, yeah, where Marv and George uh, meet the Teen Titans. It's uh, I don't know, it's, it's it's just a fun little bit, and actually just one of the most fun things in this whole collection. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it does successfully capture the fact that Stan Lee had way too many ideas and no real way oh, to yeah. implement them. It's it's surprisingly self aware, despite the fact that the issue is that the the story keeps trying to imply that like this is all an exaggerated version of how it happens but i doubt that i think <laughs> I that might be how it happens oh yeah no so anyway um actually, the amazing this, spider-man this, this next one is my favorite issue of the collection uh amazing spider-man number 16 um spidey battles daredevil it's just, I, oh, I think yeah, it's great i really enjoyed this one it's a really great issue yeah um first off stan lee's guest stars actually like are important here to the plot um and uh and also just it's so refreshing after reading what 21 issues all together between these two volumes to have an issue in here that is that that features stan lee just writing an actual superhero that isn't a complete fucking dick um oh yeah it's really nice also at the time daredevil was a very new character Foggy's there man i love foggy and everything (laughs) foggy's wonderful um but yeah daredevil was a very new character at the time so this is definitely one of stan lee's like you know i'm gonna use this as a big advertisement for the for the big just started daredevil series um which makes a lot of sense um you could also tell that it's early because he's still in yellow and that costume was only there for like what four issues of actual daredevil i think so yeah it's only like three or four issues yeah and then they switched to red so also we're we're doing a circus story yeah once again is fun once again aunt may aunt may is like peter you have to cheat on your girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) oh so i a fun little tidbit i might be wrong it's been a while since i've read the first six issues of the hulk but the villain in this is actually a hulk villain uh yeah they mentioned that they call that yeah 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 yeah, the ringmaster last appeared in the incredible hulk or whatever um which is cool which is cool i like the ringmaster Um, a lot i think yeah he's actually a really fun villain yeah Um, i mean just setting it at a circus is fun like yeah yeah um Again, I just love the way Matt is characterized in these early bits. Like Spider-Man is like fighting these criminals as as Matt Murdock is like off to the side and and uh and he, he's like talking to Spider-Man. It's it's, it's just a fun opening scene. Um, but Spider-Man is quippy. Is very yeah. quippy. Um, I will I will say though, the way that the, he writes Matt in this scene, like you know, he does that little inner monologue where he describes everything. Like a uh, little bit, you know, I could see everything happening with. Yeah, like, yeah. I guess it. I guess like, it's. It's not as grating here as like compared to say like all of the inner monologues where Peter gets like, oh, if only they knew that I was Spider Man. Like it's not yeah. as grating here because like, it's a different like, character. I guess. Where Peter says he wishes he could kill Flash. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, but like, I guess for me, it's like you can like. He's he's a perfect example, Matt especially, because there is at least a, still a bit of like Stanley flourish in stuff like the Hulk, or like stuff like Peter, like Peter Parker as a character just in modern comics. But like if you look at like Matt, they write him so much more subtly now. Like holy shit! Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. I think honestly, like even for the time that like like Stanley, like just it's one of Stanley's more like subdued characterizations for a superhero oh um, yeah 
Yeah, it's it's really and he's, and he's trying to make a disabled character badass. Yeah, he's yeah. not perfect at that. But... I mean, it works. It works a lot better than you know certain other <laughs> portrayals other of aspects of, of disability of, of typical of regular able-bodied and minded people in these issues. So you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, we get a we get a glimpse into the life of Matt Murdock as he. Uh, as he goes to his law office with uh, with Foggy and Karen, um, which Jacob, as a fan of Daredevil, the Netflix yes. show, how yes. was that for you? <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> they look nothing like their their Netflix counterparts. Oh, absolutely. However, right. yes, I, I uh, Karen especially is Deborah Anwell. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. um but yeah so i think you know you know it's weird actually as i i tried this time around reading that murdoch's dialogue like uh uh like Char- charlie, charlie cox, cox and it actually it actually like i don't know it really fits somehow in a weird way um yeah i don't know it just works um so, yeah so they uh they invite matt to the circus and uh and he's like well no i'm you know i'm a fucking uh, how can i enjoy the circus i'm a blind man whatever um and uh and so they, they convince him to go anyway um Spider-Man is performing at the circus too. Yes, and, and the uh, proceeds well, go to charity. Yes, yeah. So as we learn, the ringmaster is uh, is is training his people for the circus to uh, to to uh, steal from everybody there. I guess um, as uh, yeah, with these posters like advertising that Spider-Man's going to be there at the circus, and all the proceeds go to charity just to get more people there. Um, we get some more. It, it, you could really see the the Peter Betty relationship fizzling out at this point in, in the series. Um, in this scene here, where it's just like I don't know, like Lee just isn't dedicating as much time to the dynamic as he was before. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not horrible, but it is just kind of sad to see because they had. It was actually like one of the strongest parts of the early issues up to this point was the I evolving feel like relationship between tell, Peter and Betty. You can almost tell that he's planning on like pairing him with MJ once he finally gets to introduce her. Like, yeah. which is weird too, also, because Lee could do that literally whenever he wants, and he's just choosing to wait forever. Like, I guess it's like, I guess he just kind of wants, I, I, I guess, like, I can kind of get it. He kind of just wants to let the whole thing with Betty like fizzle out before it's like, oh, were you sad that Peter has no bitches? Look. It's that it's the bitches that Aunt May wanted to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even then, there's more stuff like in the middle. It's it, like between the, the Betty relationship ending and MJ's introduction. Yeah, it's just weird. It's really weird. But anyway, um, at the circus, uh, Spider-Man decides to show up anyway because you know all the proceeds go to charity, and that can't be a bad thing. And it'll get more people on his side. Um, Matt Foggy and Carrot arrive there. King. The Ringmaster begins his show in the circus. Um, and as this is going on, Spider-Man arrives, um, and, uh, and the ringmaster begins his evil plot. He begins, tr- uh, mind controlling the entire audience there using this giant purple top hat on his head. Um, that's got a spiral. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it can hypnotize people. Um, but, but, but Matt Murdock is blind. Yes, so he can't see the purple spiral on the head, so he is not hypnotized like everybody else in the audience, including Spider-Man. He can't. I feel that. like that's a great way to utilize him, though. You know, like yeah, like, oh, it's, of it's, course, it's, like, it's, the it's, only it's, superhero it's, who wouldn't be able to see it, like logically. 
Yeah, it's effective, but it's still a bit dumb. I mean, um, it, yeah, but I mean, it's it's still sound. Like it it, it works. Um, yeah, like it, it, also, it gives us a, it gives us a reason for the two heroes to fight. Yeah, yeah. So like it's Matt horrible. like leaves because he knows that something is wrong. He changes into Daredevil. And he goes into the ring as, uh, and the ringmaster begins getting Spider-Man to defend him, which also is a really cool thing that I think that this issue does is something like you wouldn't really see a lot at the time is Stan actually makes Spider-Man the one that's mind controlled and the one that has to be quote unquote evil for the issue um, to make this team up happen in his um, own book. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really different, um, which I find really. I think really it really helps add to the whole like like Peter goes through probably a lot more than most other heroes. Like everybody's constantly against him, so yeah. if anything, like and it's stuff like that happens not, later on, and that causes like the like the entire world to be like this fucking sucks, and it's like yeah. what, 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 I was I was being mind controlled. God damn it! Yeah, and so it 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 also helps because it's like you know it Peter is going through hardship here but not at the not at the cost of his character you know whereas like that happens like a lot of other times where he's like something bad happens to him and peter like lashes out at the world like no it's he's just being mind controlled here and when he's released from this mind control eventually he he doesn't like lash out he teams up with daredevil to like stop the ringmaster and his and his and his uh men like it's it works i think it's nice um yeah it's great yeah so daredevil like figures figures out hypnosis so he he knocks knocks the hat off his head and he takes it and and mind control spider-man himself into uh into being unmind controlled which i guess works um yeah 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 so then spidey and daredevil team up they fight off all of the the ringmasters gangster people and uh and it's nice actually at one point in the fight daredevil was like you know what spider-man's got this i'm good and so he switches back into that murdoch as as spider-man fights off the rest of the guys and that feels more like we have to have Spider-Man be the hero again because it's his own yeah. book, you know? It's um, really but... interesting to me, though, just, like, because they end up becoming, like, really close friends later on, like, way, yeah. way later. Yeah. I just think it's kind of interesting to see that, like, happen. We even got, like, a tiny shade of that in, like, No Way Home. Like, like I, it's just kind of cool to see, like, a hero who's like, you know what, Spider-Man's kind of sick. I think he can handle himself. Yeah. Like, also, like, the, the Spider-Man Daredevil dynamic here is also, like, the first time Spider-Man has interacted with another hero who doesn't just want to murder him. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, or doesn't or doesn't just see him as a rival in some way. Like, like he's just like, so, oh, okay, the Spider-Man guy, he's, okay, yeah. I, yeah. I think what's <laughs> happening is Stan is realizing, oh, shit. Oh, so, wait, sorry, what's up, Kira? Didn't the thing threaten to kill him in issue one? <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Based. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> what's happening here is Stan is like, oh, shit. Peter Parker has no friends. Yeah. He needs some actual friends. Yeah. And especially like superhero friends where like, as, as you're trying to like build up this, this universe that Stan is writing pretty much all of it at the time. Um, it's, uh, it's important to like, yeah, actually have these characters like evolve with each other. And uh, it's really nice. Yeah. I and, also, say, and also, I you know, you can advertise really your good at making it feel like one big universe, honestly. Yeah. Yeah um but yeah so uh we stop the ringmaster um he gets captured taken away spider-man takes his hat and uh unhypnotizes the audience um and there, there are some fun little quips about matt not enjoying the circus because he can't see it or whatever um and spider-man swings away and that is the end of that yes. uh amazing spider-man number 17 now the return of the green goblin Yes, guest starring the Human well, Torch like because of course it is. 
really what's like up? this issue. Really, really yeah. good issue. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Well, I think what's happened is Stan realizes, hmm, the broomstick was fucking dumb. Yes. Yes. And so, so, they, have... and so he decided to give him the best traversal method, method any comic villain ever has ever had. Like, this yeah. fucking bat that he stands on. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so we get into this. Uh, oddly enough, Spider-Man happens to be thinking about the Green Goblin while he's in school as Peter Parker. Um, and uh, and as uh, this is happening, the Green Goblin is planning his next scheme. He's <laughs> he's fighting a it just a dummy Spider-Man. Yeah, he, um, he's, he, he's built a dummy. That he's Spider-Man. just like throwing around like a rag doll. It's like, all right. I would like to think that Harry Osborne eventually finds these dummies. Jacob, Jacob, you're spoiling Spider Man, my guy. I'm Why are you these guys? Who are who's Harry and who's Harry Osborne? God damn it. I really like how goofy the Green Goblin is here. And then, like, they just decide to make him like the most horrifying like part of Peter's life later on. Like, oh, holy beautiful. shit, dude. Like <laughs> it's like, haha, um, look, it's me. I'm like the Silver Age Joker. Isn't that cool? I murdered your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so uh 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 Liz and Flash are fighting because what else is new? Um Oh, we get another fucking classic scene where Spider-Man sees like some criminal activity going on. He stops what? these guys, and they're once again just some some actors in a movie. It's like, all right, how often does that happen, man? Oh, <laughs> Dan just forgot. A lot. He just forgot that it happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So uh, Betty and and Peter talk for a little bit. Things actually so- seem to be kind of going well at first. But then Liz, of course, shows up, and we get some more Betty being mad about this, and it, it just feels kind of tired at this point. It just so, <laughs> but also, also, Flash Thompson, Flash Thompson, the biggest nerd, is uh, is putting together a Spider-Man fan club. Fan club, yes. And he's using Liz See, look, Allen. Look look, 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 look. He he's confident in his cringe hyperfixations. This is why I love them. He's so much. So true. Flash Thompson is is a is an icon. Um, Fight for the so, patriarchy, King. That's so true. <laughs> so he uses <laughs> so okay. Conflicting with my very next statement, Flash then uses Liz Allen and her uh, and her her family. Her dad's to, country club. Yeah, to 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 hold the first meeting of the Spider Man <laughs> fan club. It's even better. And so, uh, what's up? He's a feminist. Look, see, oh, he's a great character. So true. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> as, uh, so, so they all want, so Liz wants Peter there and, uh, and Flash doesn't want Peter there. Cause it's how that scene's of course going to go. But um, there's also a man on the streets. That Spider-Man Whoa. just starts following and, um, because of spider sense. Yeah, and he thinks that he is uh, the Green Goblin. Well, no, he doesn't think. He's just like, wait, what? Why? I don't recognize anybody in the crowd. And the narration is like, it's the Green Goblin. That's right. And then, he, and then he follow tries to follow him, but he ends up following some other guy that's not the Green Goblin. And the Human Torch comes in and catches him. 
and uh and then the human torch gives out autographs to the adoring fans of the people watching and he tries to give one to peter and peter's like he goes what am i supposed to do with it sleep with sleep with another under my pillow yes and so this kid this little boy like comes up to peter and he's like boy this is my lucky day hey did you get his autograph too and peter's like no this is spider-man's would you like to swap <laughs> kid goes what do you think i am a nut <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh, so, this under my pillow? Uh-huh. So then Jameson, J. Jonah Jameson, editor of the Daily Bugle, the man who has to approve all the ads, doesn't realize that someone took an ad out for a Spider-Man pe- fan club. And he's How? pissed. How would you not realize that? Well, he was just he probably saw the word Spider-Man and thought, hmm. Probably someone who agrees with me. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, so he's he he wants to go to um to, to that club and like fuck with it or whatever. Um, meanwhile, uh, see, Aunt May is uh still trying to hook Peter up with with uh with some hot redhead across the street. Oh, Mary and, Jane uh, Watson. Um, and, uh, oh no, she has a bad cold again. Like, no, no. Like last what? time it was a headache. It was a headache. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, and so Peter's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna." He's uh, he's gonna fucking leave, and he goes to the Spider-Man fan club meeting, at which uh, Liz, Flash, JJ, um, uh, Betty, and the Human Torch and his girlfriend have shown up to. His um, girlfriend Dory. Yes, um, they're all there to, at the Spider-Man fan club, and Spider-Man makes an appearance. Then, and then the Green Goobler comes in to uh, to wreck the day. Um, he uses his magical gay sparkly finger point and uh, and yeah, tries like, to keep. I love that. It makes no sense. <laughs> he just, he uses the power of gay to fight Spider-Man, um, and so. Uh, so he uses just essentially all these tricks. We also get the first appearance of pumpkin bombs here, which is kind of cool. yeah, yeah. First, first um, pumpkin bombs, first pumpkin um. bombs, iconic. Um, and so, uh, Spider Man and the Goobler fight for a while. Liz is happy that Peter has not shown up at the fan club because that would mean that I'm oh, sorry, no, sorry, Betty's happy that Peter has not shown up at the fan club because that would mean that he was here for Liz Allen and he didn't invite her, uh, Betty there instead. So it's it's so it's a good thing. Um, but until, then Peter of course, shows up. until of course the human torch shows up and, and Spider-Man switches back into Peter and so Betty sees Peter there with Liz and Liz is like messing with his hair and being all Liz Allen and uh, so Betty gets pissed off she goes and cries in the corner um, Spider-Man rejoins I mean, the when fight I don't then like it's <laughs> so true <laughs> real woman struggle, that, right man. Now. Real woman struggle. Real gender affirming type shit going on in Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, uh, uh, and so, Spider-Man gets he gets back into his Spider-Man suit and he he rejoins the fight until you just like there's like a just a guy in the corner that's uh that was like asked that was called by the hospital to um to like say that um. Uh, to get a uh, call for Peter Parker because Peter Parker because uh, his aunt had a heart attack 
and uh, and, and it's one of those phone conversations where the person on the phone just repeats what's being said on the other line. Yeah, uh, Spider Man overhears that, um, and uh, and he so he leaves the fight, and so everyone thinks that Spider Man is a coward now, and the Human Torch is unable to stop the Green Goblin by himself, and uh, and so uh, the Human so Torch. The is Goblin like, gets away. Yeah, and meanwhile, the Human Torch is gay for for Spider Man. He's like, man, I, I, I sure wanted that kid around here, and um, and so, uh, Flash is also looking for where Spider Man went. He's pissed that he left. Peter goes to look after his aunt, and then he he throws off his Spider Man costume and is sad. And that's where the issue ends. Also, I forgot to mention it. This is this issue had a really funny thing where um at one point Flash calls Liz's dad Mister Brant. And I just, I think that's a really funny oversight. Yeah. But yeah. Transgender. Anyway. So true. Queer. Um, Stan, as Stan Lee noted, queer, queer um, transgender influencer. Yeah. Put trans absolutely. people into his work. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, man, we have two issues left. <laughs> to be fair, they're all part of the same story. So. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a two part story. AT is actually nice. really solid because it's like. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's like really good. All character work. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it provides a good deal of character development for Peter. Yeah, because like it's clear that Stan's like, I want to soften this character a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so this is the Amazing Spider-Man number eighteen. Um, it's only Mighty Marvel who dare attempt such a tale: the end of Spider-Man. Yes. Um, with. The Return of the Sandman, which is nice. And as we open up the issue, we get cameos from fucking everyone. Again? Um, yes, again, uh, including the Green Goobler, Doc Ock, Craven uh, the Hunter, the Vulture, the Fantastic Four, Iron Man, Thor, Giant Man, the Wasp, Captain America, and Daredevil, because they're all reacting to the news that Spider-Man fled from a fight, so he's a fucking loser. Um, and, so, and, 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 and really J. Jonah Jameson. Oh my god. Holy Wait, what's it, Kira? I was like, I'm allowed to say that word, but we're we're on a podcast. No, oh yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah. <laughs> Moving <laughs> on. Uh, so we actually then get our first appearance of uh, of not Mary Jane Watson herself, but uh, but uh, her 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 aunt, uh, who is called Mrs. Watkins in this for some reason because he for, because he he pulled up Bob Banner and forgot. You know, ba- a, a Bob Banner, a Peter Palmer. Uh, I love, I love Peter Palmer, man. My favorite incarnation of Ant Man. Well, no, this one might actually <laughs> have been intentional because, because you know, uh, if I called him Ant Man, I meant the Adam. Fuck, I'm Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say, Jacob? They might have been going with Watkins because, like, this is Mrs. Watkins, so she married a man. Like, if her like. No, come on. Fuck that, Jacob. She no. was calling her Mrs. Watson the entire rest of the other issues where she was oh, mentioned. That's come true. On. Don't that's don't true. don't 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 try to fucking fix Stanley's mistakes. Okay. Um <laughs> but Yeah, so, so Mrs. Mrs. Watkins has agreed to look after Aunt May so Peter can out can go out and be do like normal stupid teen shit. As, going to uh, school. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so... <laughs> 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 Oh 
okay, gonna break the fucking continuity of the podcast here for a second. So, um, <laughs> when we're doing a call, Kira just changed her profile picture to the crying Betty Brand. <laughs> no, man, look at my status, too. From the end. Oh, God. God damn it. <laughs> All right, focus, you two. We focus. can't. Jacob, it is so, it is so fucking impossible, dude. Oh my god. And you know what's so funny? Is like, I think this is probably going to be about the same length as the last episode, to be honest. But just, it for some reason, it feels so much longer. I can't explain it. Like, ah, oh god. I don't know. Okay, we gotta move so, on. Fuck. Um, Peter, Peter is about to get medicine, because he's running out of medicine and he's running out of money. Yeah, uh, so fucking, so, so Peter goes to this this fucking guy who draws he's a famous artist i guess um and uh and he's like he does trading cards yeah he does trading cards and uh and so the guy goes like ah but i heard you ran away from a fight with the green goblin so you're a fucking loser and so he he does not agree to draw him um he blows smoke in in spider-man's face yep um and then, uh, what? So Spider-Man goes to see the doctor who's been looking after Aunt May. No, no, and he goes like, home. He Instead of, well, on his way home, he finds some criminals who's like, oh no, I can't fight them because if I fight them, what happens if I, if I don't win? And then who will help poor, sick Aunt May? So he yep. calls the police. Yeah. And so th- then he goes back home. home and he sees the doctor there. And the doctor is like, ah, oh, I'm checking on your aunt. Uh, she's, she's actually doing, okay. doing fine. Yep. And, uh, and so then Peter talks to Aunt May. She's like, I'll be fine, dear. And he's like, all right. And so he fucking goes. He talks to... And then um, she, has a stroke. she has another stroke. It's fine. Yeah, she dies. Aunt May dies. Um, oh, I'm so glad, man. I hated that bitch. <laughs> that is... This. This is how it happened. I, 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 um, I hate old people, right? And then, uh, this is how it happened. This is how this the end may die. And so, uh, no, so no, Betty, no, no. And then it cuts to like a version where she's getting cremated and she just fucking wakes up like the fucking new game club. <laughs> so dark. <laughs> 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 All right, reeling us back in again. Oh, Jacob, this is the best episode of the podcast. Fuck you. Um, Peter calls <laughs> Betty. Betty's pissed at him because he was at the fucking fan club and he didn't invite her. And so James is like making fun of her. He's, he's like, he's like, he's like talking to that fucking loser bitch, Peter Parker. Send and, the bitch uh, a get well card, but don't seal the envelope. We can we can what is it, we can save save money on the stamps or whatever. A literal penny that way. Yeah. What a fucking genius. Um, and then he, he and goes then, to one he, of his. And then he, even like all the guys around the office of the Daily Bugle are like, "Oh my god, it's fucking weird to see this guy like happy." <laughs> like, what's with this? First first appearance of Eddie Brock. Definitely. What? No way. There's Fuck a blind you. guy. It's definitely Eddie Brock. No. What? I, I will murder you. I will murder you. I'll kill you. <laughs> and so, and so Peter like uh, goes to check on Aunt May, and he uh, he tries to call Betty again. She doesn't answer, and little does he know that she's considering answering, but she doesn't want to because she's afraid of because the drama, the yeah. melodrama. I eat and it so, up. 
it's great. Peter then remembers the events of the Spider-Man annual, remembers fighting all of the Sinister Six at once. And Does he also remember meeting every superhero ever made? <laughs> right? That that would that would be the more accurate version of uh <laughs> of uh of this flashback where Peter's like, man, I fought all those guys in one day, but nothing will be weird as weird as the fact that I met every single Marvel superhero in one day. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, so outside the Daily Bugle, Betty refuses to talk to Peter. But Jonah, shit-eating grin, cigar in his mouth, is just like, stop giving me pictures of Spider-Man. He's old news. Um, I also am super f- caring because I sent your aunt a get well card. What a fucking legend. Um, and so uh, Peter then goes to like a fucking... Some scientists? Yeah, and he's like, see, I can, I can lift things. And they're like, cool. And uh, and so he like lifts it, holds up like this heavy machinery with a single web, and then the web snaps and the thing falls. So they're like, "Well, we can't like use your webbing for anything because it's fucking useless and it breaks after a while." And Peter's like, "I don't have time to figure out how to make permanent webbing, so I guess that's that's that that means nothing." Um, and then the so same man shows we, up because we've been low on action. So. Yeah um so okay so it's weird so at the end of this issue stanley's like ah can you believe it we made an issue without any fight scenes and whatever um but no there's one right here it's this one it's it's right here um and so so yeah so so spider-man stanley doesn't look at the pictures spider-man narrowly avoids the the punches from the sandman and uh, then finds a, a place to hide so he could change back into Peter Parker. He goes back to see Aunt May, gets her some medicine. They're almost out of medicine. They have, um, well, uh, they have a, a nice scene, but then... Kira, I'm going to fucking kill you with these pictures, yo. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so, yeah, so... Um, oh, yeah. What is it? So, oh, yeah, so Jameson like, makes another piece about how Spider-Man's a fucking coward because he won't fight the Sandman. Um, and then the whole world watches again. All of the Marvel Universe is watching Spider-Man be a fucking failure. Okay, but this time we actually get a uh, a, a nice bit of, of Johnny Storm. Yeah. Where because the like, message to Spider-Man is like, meet me at our last meeting place, uh, which is something that happened in Strange Tales Annual number two. Uh, okay, there you go. According to the editor's note. Yeah, um, and uh, and so... Human Torch waits all there for his all all night there for his lover Spider Man, um, who never shows up. Um, Flash decides I'm going to dress up as Spider Man to prove that he's actually brave. Yep. Uh, and so, oh, we they do do that again. Okay, uh, f- fucking hell, Kira. Uh, and so, uh, <laughs> now it's just my profile picture. Um, so, so Kira, Kira, oh my god. So Flash dresses up as Spider Man. To show everyone that Spider Man's not a coward, which is also gets, just what what is a genuinely great moment for Flash to like just I don't know show that like Spider Man inspires other people. It's kind of cool. Um, it's cool. Yeah, so he, he, he gets he beaten tries, up by some car thieves. Yeah, but it's the thought that counts. Um, and, and Peter, like the next day, tries to comfort Flash, but you know Flash doesn't want comfort because yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, they're in love. They just haven't admitted it yet. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They just um, need to get it over with. Just kiss, kiss yeah. right now. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, it feels like we're almost at the end. We have a whole other issue left. 
Um, so, uh, what is it? So, so, uh, Peter, oh yeah. Peter then sees Betty with another guy and he gets jealous and he, he gets all sad and walks away. Then he throws away his Spider-Man costume and he sees Aunt May and Aunt May is, is, is like, I'm doing okay now. And the doctor is like, yes, she actually is doing okay now. I'm not lying to you this time. And Peter's like, well, that's good. So he sees another piece in the paper about how Spider-Man's a fucking coward. And he's like, no, I'm not. So he takes his Spider-Man costume out of the trash, puts it back on. And that's where we end the second to last issue, taking us into the final issue of this volume. The Amazing, the Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man number 19. Number 19 with once again, the motherfucking Enforcers. The evil Enforcers. <clears throat> who, who thought they were hot shit? Who? who was asking for that? Like who kept asking for like, like we need the enforcers back guys. Like it just, it wasn't. It might've, it's probably Ditko. Also this issue written by Spidey's Godfather, Stan Lee illustrated by Spidey's big daddy, Steve <laughs> Ditko lettered by S Rosen, Spidey's yeah. second cousin on his uncle's side, which is really funny. I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so getting into it. Um, Spidey strikes back. Spidey strikes back. There's a 1920s style newsboy for one yep. panel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Spider-Man jumps back into action. He fights off some criminals. I love this bit on the bottom of page three of the issue where this guy like tells Jameson that Spider-Man's back. And just the way Ditko draws the depression sinking into Jameson's face. Oh, oh, this shit-eating grin that just turns into, oh, no. Yeah, it's it's great. And he's supposed to be like, what is this? It's a lecture it's, hall. He's supposed to be just like telling people that Spider-Man's a fucking loser. Like how, It's like, how I prove that Spider-Man is a cowardly fraud. What a dedicated hater. Like, imagine. Just fucking imagine. Um, <laughs> Goddamn. So... so the Human Torch, still in love with Spider-Man, mind is captured by the evil enforcers and the Sandman. Yep, who are now working. It's like together. I will say, it's clever. It's clever the way it's like, oh, the the sand would stop the flames. Yeah. Um, so they lock. So Johnny Storm becomes the damsel in distress. Yep. As he's always been, to be honest. He is in a tube. Yep. At where you hold all great superheroes. Um, um, but the next a, day, or that night, Peter does a nice little has a really nice scene with Aunt May, where it's like, "Oh, excuse me, I must be in the wrong place. What's a pretty young girl doing here in my Aunt May's kitchen?" Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it is actually really nice. Um. But then, uh, then Flash is going around bragging to everyone at school that that Spider Man's a fucking hero again. Um. And. Uh, Liz is Liz is still mad at him as she always is. Um, Peter then just sees one of the enforcers um, just just walking around the school, like like outside the school, I guess. Um, because reasons. He goes to follow him. He t- changes into Spider Man. The enforcers are waiting for him, and uh, as this fight breaks out, Spider Man fights off. I guess all the enforcers, like they're no 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 no, they, they escape. Is that? What happens there? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. The, the answer, answer is, is yes. yes. <laughs> because this issue isn't actually great in places. It... You know, I honestly don't like either of these last two issues. Like the la- like 
second last one's okay i just i don't know i, f- I feel like after 17 the the rest of the the collection kind of drops off in my yeah. opinion i don't know but uh peter goes to talk to betty and her her new her new guy friend uh this is this is the one and only um yeah, oh, wait, oh wait, hey, that that would be, I guess, really more funny to you if you've actually seen the MCU Spider-Man movies, Jacob. But uh, but no, this is uh, yeah, Ned Leeds, um, the man, the the CEO of Sex himself. Um, Isn't he also like a supervillain at one point or something? It's a uh, that's a bit of a misconception. More about Spider-Man comics. Um, okay. Yeah, it, I'm sure we'll talk about it some other day. He is. Um, he is a guy. Jameson is also pissed. In in the best way. Oh well, because... mind you, when this is all happening, we have locked Johnny Storm in a tube for like twenty four hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's so and good. it's implied they are starving him of oxygen. Yeah. So like they're just he tries to break it out by like lighting the gla- the glass on fire. <laughs> um, and uh, Spider Man goes to see Jameson to be like, haha, little bitch. He. <laughs> like that's that's all it is. Like his first line to Jameson is, "Hi, Smiley. Did you know I was back?" Like, why? Why does it? Why does he go to see Jameson? Um, Just to talk to him. Yeah, he uh, he then goes to like fight some criminals, and then go and then he's like, "Oh no, the torch is in danger." He so... goes to find the Sandman and the Enforcers, and he does so. And there's a fight, and uh, you'll never guess how the fight ends. After breaking out the Human Torch, they use their combined strength to uh, to fight the. Re- oh, actually, no. There's actually sorry. Before that, there's a really funny moment after he breaks Human Torch out, where they try like taking on the, uh, each of them, like the Enforcers and the Sandman, like together. But Spider Man like gets all jumpy, and so does the Torch, and so they get tangled in Spider Man's webs. It's kind of a meet cute. It's kind of a meet cute. Cute did idea. Um. And so, uh, so Human Torch like breaks them out of the webbing. Um, they fight off the Sandman and the Enforcers. They're captured. Jameson's pissed. Peter has come to terms with Betty moving on. Um, although Betty secretly wishes that she that she could have made him jealous, because of course, because of course, and yeah. that's where the issue ends. Uh, oh wait, no. Oh no no, 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 no. Um, somebody is watching Peter from afar. And reporting in to a mysterious man covered in shadow. And that yes. is where the issue ends. And Who that is where the collection be? ends. Who, Who could, it, could be? it be? Indeed. The master. The ma- <laughs> um, Yeah, that's that. That's technically. Wait, that's not a I spoiler. Mean, Think about the name that they give that guy, if I'm not wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. Yeah. So, isn't it, it's not a spoiler? It's just a title, isn't it? Like the master planner? Am I thinking of something else? I believe else? so. Yeah. 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 Oh, I thought it might be a, a Green Goblin tease. The Goobler. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, that was that. That was the end of the Amazing Spider-Man Marvel Masterworks Volume, volume two. two, and the end of our Spider-Man, our first Spider-Man block. Um, and yeah, our first little mini Marvel block in our block of 10 Marvel episodes. Um, so Jacob, did you like these first two volumes? Well, I like the second volume considerably more than the first. Like That's totally understandable. Volume 2 is a solid 7.5 out of 10. Like, Volume 1 isn't bad. But Volume 2 actually does some interesting things. 
it's mm. still got a host of problems. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, good. Not nearly I, as prevalent as as the first volume. Um, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kira, thank you for talking Spider Man with us. Yeah, of course, and, and being, thank you for letting me do bullshit. Yeah, being being the agent of chaos that you're that you're so good at being. Um, Somebody has to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, really. What would we be doing otherwise? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so Jacob, <laughs> Jacob, my friend. Oh no, actually, no. no before that, uh, yeah, we watched some, we watched some adaptive material for this because I told you there was a big Doc Ock story in this. Yeah, so we watched we watched Spider Man Two, two thousand four, iconic movie. Um, it's a great movie. It is. It's really great. Um, I like I, it more than the first one. Some people here don't. Uh, yeah, namely everyone on this episode. <laughs> like, that isn't you. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think what both me, both me and Kira like the first one more. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I mean, it both are still amazing and iconic. Oh yeah, and, um, they're both great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a great film. Uh, Alfred Molina is wonderful. The whole cast is wonderful. Maguire is considerably better in the second film than he is in the first. Um, Donna Murphy's in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, James Franco is still James Franco. But he always uh, sucks. I mean, he, he, he's another one like Maguire that kind of improves throughout the whole trilogy, which is nice, but also still isn't great. Um Mary Jane is at her most insufferable, I think, in 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 Spider Man Two. I really don't like her in the second one. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, it's a great film. It's a great film. There's not really much more to say on it that hasn't been said a million times over. Um, yeah, it's it's just a, a wonderful film. So yeah, yeah. Now, Jacob. Um, yes. Would you like to take a stab at what our next two Marvel okay. episodes are? Okay, I would have... you, I'll say we're doing another two consecutive volumes like we did this first time. Okay. Um, I mean... So yeah, go go right ahead. What do you got? I, I believe, I, I fully believe we need at least one block of a team book. Okay. And I fully believe we are doing The Uncanny X-Men by Chris Claremont and... I think John Byrne. I think uh, John. Uh, if if it was that John Byrne does some stuff later, um, the early stuff is Dave Cockrum. Um, is that your only guess, though? It's either that or Daredevil by Miller. Like, okay, interesting. See if if you really paid attention to my Twitter Marvel thread, you would have another big '70s contender in there. Um, but I'll leave that a mystery for another day because next time on Fresh Face Comics, we are in fact covering the Uncanny X Men. Yes, Chris Claremont. Yes, yes. Oh, hell um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh oh man, I, I I already told you I've been rereading our next book for the podcast. I it, like oh dude, and here's, it's the so thing. Good. here's the thing. Here's oh yeah, the no, thing. it's amazing. Here's, here's the funny bit, Joey. Here's the funny bit. On Prime Day, the first Omni was like forty bucks. You so son of like, a bitch. I was like, I want. I, I, I can't say no. It's the X Men. Oh yeah, he told he told me that he did that. What you son of a bitch? <laughs> so you have the first Omni. Yeah, yeah, I don't okay. entirely know what it covers because I haven't really looked so, at it. So, uh, once again, like with the Spider-Man block, we're doing the Masterworks uh, split up for uh, for the uh, first two volumes that we're covering. So, uh, volume one is issue is Giant X-Men, Giant Size X-Men number one, and issues 94 through 100. And then uh, volume two is 101 through 110. Um, so, yeah. That's that's that. I'm so excited to talk about I this. Am, oh my ah, god. Yes, oh, I yeah, love these. So sorry. I 
I can tell you're okay. gen- legitimately excited about that. God damn, that's awesome. Part of it's because I'm going to be able to make so many Cyclops jokes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you are also, an actual like, Cyclops. <laughs> with, like, Sam Raimi's X-Men. No, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Sorry. It's getting late, and I'm a little... Oh my god, Sam Raimi's X-Men would be amazing. Are you kidding? Could you imagine, yo? <laughs> I, I kind of want to see that, but that's besides the point. Like, the first X-Men movie has, like, one of those weird special places in my heart. Like, oh, it's a great movie. I love that yeah, movie. Yeah, I didn't it, know it was, that. Again, it was one of the first... It, the Spider-Man trilogy, and then uh, three of the four Batman movies were, like, my first introduction to superheroes as a little kid. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think actually also for adaptive material, we could do the first two movies the same way we did these first two Spider-Man Oh, definitely. Movies. Definitely. Yeah, yeah that'll be fun. Oh. I mean, I, and, and, pretty, and pretty, much like, pretty much like every X-Men movie, mainline X-Men movie is based on the Claremont stuff. So yeah. I, I have another, I have another potential proposal, but we can, I can talk, we can talk about that off, off recording. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm so excited. I am too. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, it's gonna be fucking awesome. I can't so. wait to listen. Yeah, please you know do. Who else please is gonna do. be super excited? Oh, yeah, you know gonna who's be. gonna be super excited? He could is we, going. Could, could we possibly have him on one of? The I was episodes? gonna suggest that. I will. We could have him on one of the episodes. We've that could got be fun. to. Got yeah, to. if he's okay. available, of course. If he's, if he's available. available. Okay, yeah. Joey. Joey, we're still recording. We need to get our outro done. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Outro. Outro time. Um. All right. Let's let's do some let's do some promotions. Let's do some promotions. Uh. Actually, let's start with Kira. Kira, you got anything to promote? Um. Nothing recent. But if anybody ever wants to listen to something that I personally wrote, go listen to the Doctor Who fan audio "Nevermore a Butterfly" on the YouTube channel Spectral Horizons. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't, yeah. Are you doing something for their fiftieth for their sixtieth special too? Did um, I... I am. You didn't spoil yeah. anything. Oh, you, yeah, didn't, they... you, didn't say, you didn't say what was going on. They already announced that we're doing a 60th. But yeah, we'll, we'll link to Spectral Horizons for you because you're doing stuff over there. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, be sure to check all of those out. Uh, you want me to link your Twitter as well or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. That can be done. Absolutely. Cool. Um, Jacob, what's going on with you? Um... <laughs> What is going on with me? Uh, what is, what's your life like, Jacob Licklider? Well, uh, I am finally near the end of uh, RTD's first Doctor Who run on my blog. Um, I'm finally, by the time this goes, by the time this comes out, I will be finally in reviewing the four secret projects that Brandon Sanderson has been releasing throughout this year. Oh, I'm super excited to get to those. As well as potentially reviewing some, maybe reviewing some Star Wars stuff. I haven't decided yet. Fuck uh, yeah! Do, I it, do, it, do it! 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 It's it's it's. If you don't do it, they'll never find your body. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what else? Yeah, I'll cure on my side for that one. And so. then Joey and I are still watching Star Trek for the first time separately. Joey on his YouTube channel, me on my blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're nearing the end of season two. I think we yep. probably have just uh, done... by the time this comes out, we would have just done. Uh, let's see, what is it? Return of Tomorrow is this week. I think it's Patterns of Force. Patterns of Force, yes, Patterns of Force, yes, which is so good. Um, uh, I can't comment. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, go go check those out. Uh, the videos for those will, video for that will be out on my channel. I'm doing that with my brother, um, also named Jacob, 
I know some people get confused by that sometimes. Um, we are not the same Jacob. You're not the same Jacob. Very. But different we are Jacobs. surprisingly similar. True. True. In some weird uh, ways. Both, both both with visual impairments. Um, how about that? Um, but yeah. So uh, check those out. Um, as always, uh, leave a rating, subscribe wherever you're listening to us: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Of course, subscribe to Blood Donut Studios on YouTube. Um, check those out. As always, um, any support at all means the absolute world to us. Um, also, uh, just recently released uh, season three of Better Call Saul on Breaking Brian uh, that I'm doing with Brian. We're during the end of the Breaking Bad universe. We have three videos left to release in that, which is really, really cool. Um, also, Fresh Face One Shots. Uh, we have uh, our three main series in full swing again, which is really nice. Uh, last month, we got out uh, Superman number six, Wonder Woman number one, and Braving the Bold number five. Uh, those are all really, really great issues. So be sure to check out the, uh, the Fresh Face One Shots for those. Um, they will all be continuing this month as well. So check those out as well when they are out. And um, I think that does it. Um, yeah, uh, check all those out. Uh, as always, I'll leave our socials and everything, link trees, Twitters, whatever, leave in, uh, linked in the description below, as well as uh, the books that we covered on this episode of the podcast. Uh, and next episode of, of the podcast, they'll all have Amazon links in the description below. So be sure to check all those out. And yeah. I think that about does it. So thank you all so much for watching slash listening, listening, whatever the fuck you're doing with us. Um, so until next time, this has been Joey Morgan, Jacob Licklider, and hey, Jersey Scott. Yes. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.